0: There
1: everybody to double oz seven the james bond podcast that brings you no episodes for six months and then 16 episodes in a single day (laughs) we are here on hour number 16 as we're bringing you the commentary for for your eyes only and i never realized how hard it was to say for for your (laughs) eyes only uh we're bringing the commentary on for your eyes only Roger Moore's fifth film. Fifth film, yes. Fifth uh, film. Fifth film. <laughs> uh, and 1981, which is celebrating his 40th anniversary. Um, who knows? We may even have more 40th anniversary for your eyes only. For your 40th anniversary episodes to come.
2: How many of those craft beers at Noah drinks have you been drinking tonight, Colin? <laughs>
1: People may notice Noah's not here, so there will be less slurred words on this episode. (laughs) Uh, But uh, we're we're getting down to close to the end for the commentaries here. And it's always exciting to bring back Roger Moore, because as we said, uh, off air, there's no shortage of quotes for a Roger Moore commentary. Uh, Let's get into it. My name is Colin, and try not to muck it up again.
2: And my name is Ben, and
1: Colin still thinks I'm a virgin. (laughs) No, I know you're not a virgin.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Colin. That might be the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me publicly. I'm glad you can confirm those rumors to make me seem like I'm cool.
1: Uh, I shouldn't say. I don't, I don't know. for. I can't confirm 100%. My suspicion Colin, is. Colin,
2: we've had sex. Just admit it.
1: Oh, oh. start again. Start again. Jamie, <laughs> don't point, listen to those <laughs> Edit <At At> point. Edit <laughs> point. Edit point, point. point. <laughs> but uh, for your eyes only, i, I I'm curious i know we're down to maybe a half a dozen commentaries left to go here uh how many roger Moores do we have left to go
2: we've got five left in total uh and we've got two roger Moores including this so we only have one more roger moore to do after this one colin hilding
1: which is what Vito kill no octopussy octopussy
2: oh buckle yourselves up for the excitement train kids
1: <laughs> I- i'm <laughs> literally, excited. literally a train a train yes <laughs> i'm excited i like trains uh, I like Octopussy. I, I don't love Octopussy like I do For Your Eyes Only. For Your Eyes Only is exciting because I think this has always been not only one of my favorite Roger Moore movies, but one of my favorite Bond movies. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it made my top 10. Uh, and if it didn't, it will make my top 10 at some point in the future. Like this movie to me, it, it doesn't really age. I mean, yes, there are things that look dated about it, things that might be dated, but this falls in line with every time Bond over I'm not going to say overcorrects in a bad way but <laughs> they overcorrect they're like hey we've gone way too silly as we did in You Only Live Twice now we're going to get serious again in Our Majesty's Secret Service we go way too silly in um Moonraker we're going to get serious again in For Your Eyes Only die another day to casino royale so on so on and i think every time that they really get serious again i mean the, the movies stand the test of time. At least that's my opinion with this one. I, I wouldn't necessarily say this is as good as Honor Majesty's Secret Service or as good as Casino Royale, but I'd put it in the same category. And and come on, we've got the number one ranked, officially now, number one ranked, all over the internet, greatest secondary Bond girl of all time, BB. I
2: I literally just re-listened to that episode a, a couple hours before we even were here and it took me like a week to get through. But um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is... I, I looked at the rankings, actually. You do have this in the top ten. You have a tenth. I've got this sixteenth, and I dropped this a couple of spa- spaces, which... Oh Ben! Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking even I'm a dickhead. Um, yeah, I think you're I've, a
1: virgin, too.
2: I've always liked this movie. I've always... This is one of... I'm honestly thinking that after Moonraker, I would have either seen this or A View to a Kill next. Like, this is one of the earliest Roger Moore films I ever saw. And I've always liked it. Like I, I just—it's always been one of those ones. I don't absolutely love it, but I've never had a problem with it. I think it's a—it's a good movie. I think there's there's not a lot wrong with it. Um, it's it's serious, but there's some fun bits to it. Uh, it's got a good song, which is underrated. I know you like the song a little mm-hmm. bit more than most of us do, but I still like the song. Um, and this is this would be the most recent Bond movie I've actually watched. I've watched this uh, earlier this year. Um, which might be related to an episode that we have coming up maybe in the next five or six episodes. But, yeah, I, I've never had a problem with this film. I argue that this might have the most iconic James Bond poster. Uh, yeah. I absolutely love the poster. Like, I know there's a certain poster behind my head right now, uh, but if I had to choose a random poster that wasn't just for the fact that, haha, I've got a Die Another Day poster on my wall... Um, this is one of my favourite movie posters. I, I love the mm-hmm. For Your Eyes Only poster. So, yeah, I don't feel this is a movie we're going to be criticising much. Um, but having said that, like, again, it's I, maybe I've got this at 16th because I'm looking what's above it and I go, okay, well, fair enough. I like that movie better. I like that movie. But, like, process of elimination, it maybe just ends there because I like other movies better than this. Yeah. But, Um, I still really like this movie. I've, I've never really had anything bad to say about Uh, uh, what are we doing for your eyes only? For your eyes only. (laughs) I just completely went blank. I'm looking at 24 Bond film names in front of me, and I'm like, "What (laughs) are Are we doing again? Who's this? Where's Noah?" (laughs) Well,
1: you know the the description you just gave of your ranking for your eyes only is very similar to how I felt listening to the commentary you and Noah did for Moonraker a couple weeks ago.
2: Oh, you listened? That was the one I did listen. Yeah, thank you for that.
1: (laughs) Which I I did point out to both of you. I thought my favorite part was the debate. over whether adopted kids are real kids or as ben says (laughs) they're not real they're bought
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i stand by
1: that (laughs) uh also there was a maybe i'll mention it off air there was a nice uh noah's drunk so he said something else semi-racist in the episode but probably didn't realize it maybe i'll save that for an off-air comment but um with moonraker i think you you ran down the, the rankings that i had mine at like 16 or 17 And I was thinking, wow, I had it that low? Because, again, I I always like Moonraker, but it probably is the same thing. It's just the movies that are higher, I tend to like more. Although I'm pretty sure there's a few other movies that may shuffle around. Maybe Moonraker will bump up a few. I mean, for your eyes only, I don't know how this ever could not be in my top ten. Unless I do a full rewatch of all these movies. And as we're recording this, I have started a full rewatch with Jamie for the first time ever. Well done. Uh, I've never... She's watched all the Bond movies. Uh, I have obviously watched all the Bond movies multiple times. but uh Oh, that's cool. I, I, I mean, all except for For Your Eyes Only. I, you should, you I should guess host a podcast
2: on it. You must I watch should.
1: it. I <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she's watched all the movies, but never – I don't know if she's ever watched any more than a handful of them with me. So we're rewatching this. Maybe it'll change once we're done all this. And by the time no time to die comes is, out, but I mean, typically this is a top 10. Can, movie. can
2: I ask the question that is she going to come on and rank them like AKA Rocky?
1: Yes. That's why I'm making her rewatches, <laughs>
2: which in all fairness, like, um, I think we sort of mentioned this maybe in the no time to die one. Like we like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to rewatch them again and I want to re-rank them. Cause like, I mean, we did this, what, six years ago. Um, mm-hmm. and, like, again, I, 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 I'm looking right now where I've ranked Diamonds are forever and I'm embarrassed. Um, I'm
1: embarrassed too. It should be bottom.
2: I'm looking where I've got Thunderball and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I've got look at Quantum of Science. I'm embarrassed. So, like, I know that this will change. Uh, and I think it would be interesting that we, we're we not going to do, like, a rankings episode where we sit here and, you know, go through that. But, like whether like, ultimately when we eventually do our No Time to Die full recap episode in, like, 2047... Um, You know, we will rank that somewhere. But it would be interesting to do an episode before No Time to Die comes out if we've already watched them and we've changed our rankings just to kind of give a bit of an update and get Jamie on to uh, rank Doctor Pussy at number one like that idiot.
1: You know she will. <laughs> it's got Pussy in the title. It's going to be her number one. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> well, I should like it more then. Come on.
1: Actually, actually no, her number one will be Goldfinger because there's Dink in it. That's that's what and, she's and looking finger. for. She's looking Yeah, she's looking for Dink and Finger, yes. Dink (laughs) Finger Pussy. Yep. (laughs) So if you have not listened to our commentaries before, uh, we are going to get it paused. So if you want to watch along with us, you can and cue up your movie. If you don't want to watch along with us, we'll give you the blow-by-blow here of the film uh, because we always stay on topic, so don't worry. (laughs) I I was about to
2: say, for at least the first 20 minutes, Then by, like, minute 42, we'll be talking about the hockey again or something like that. Yeah, or
1: Fran Drescher or something else. Yeah. But hey, a, um, a
2: future guest of Double 7 will be born today. Uh, <laughs> it happened on the <laughs> World's Not right. Enough commentary, so stay tuned, kids. Uh, David Schwimmer coming soon to Double 7.
1: <laughs> I was going to say Ray Romano. Uh, hey. One of the 90s stars? Can we make a thing again?
2: Ray Romano and David Schwimmer pairing up for a Bond film. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say no.
1: You know, while of DL Hughley, I forgot about it. I was trying to think 90s, and DL Hughley came to mind. I don't know is why. That, but...
2: Is that a, is that a name, or are you just making up words? You don't know DL Hughley? That sounds like a condition that you get when you (laughs) go to the beach or something like that.
1: Oh, I I just, I I got over COVID and I immediately got DL Hughley. I just can't catch a break. Yeah. All right, so get it queued up on, as soon as you see the lion, the MGM lion, uh, which if Casper comes down in the middle of this, he's going to hijack the episode and just play this over and over again. So we better get this started. Uh, Uh, Hang on, actually, before we
2: get started, Colin, sorry, I really have to interrupt you just because it is a commentary and I can't play this during the commentary. So let's play this now.
0: Uh. (laughs)
2: Thank you very much. And we've got a special treat for our listeners to close out the uh, episode today because we didn't get a Patreon, so I keep my threats.
1: <laughs> yeah, we know that Ben's a man of his word too because yep. we weren't supposed to hear that song. I'm uh, only a man of
2: our word to our listeners, Colin, not to you. Yeah. That's what happens when you have bad sex with me. I lose. I don't have my word with you. You should have you tried harder.
1: <laughs> That's the same thing Jamie said too. That's why we stopped the three kids. Uh, all right, so... Look at you making
2: (laughs) sex jokes. That porn really changed you. I'm so proud (laughs) I showed that to you. You're growing, Colin. You might masturbate one day.
1: We are queued (laughs) up on the lion to me. (laughs) I've got it paused and it looks like the lion's about to sneeze. Uh, We're going to count this down. What are we going to count? I I think it's only appropriate we do 3-2-1 ice cream.
2: Of course. The number one secondary bong girl, Colin. We have to celebrate this.
1: Oh, forget this. It's going to be 3-2-1 virgin.
2: Oh, okay then sure all right Just, that should be three two one noah then
1: <laughs> it will be any combination of three two one ice cream noah virgin he, he never he never,
2: he, he never mentioned if he did sleep with that red pube girl that he knew so I know, he's I mean,
1: still dodging questions a month and a half later
2: i know geez that's why he's not here tonight
1: he's yeah you know.
2: <laughs> i want to say this Uh, The day we are recording this, it is the day before his birthday. So I'm going to be polite and I'm going to say that we should get started on this commentary.
1: All right, uh, (laughs) I'm going to say... That was a funny joke, Colin. You meant to laugh.
2: (laughs) Hang on, let's hear Colin's actual laughing reaction to that. (laughs) I love the Colin laugh track, see? God, Colin, that's one of my best jokes.
1: Yeah, it it became so blurred as I was listening to Moonraker commentary after a while. I'm like, was I on this episode? I don't remember saying that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, okay, hang on. Sorry, sorry. Just quickly, Noah, how do you feel about not being on this episode today? I'm very wet right now. Get some paper towel. I just yeah. I, <laughs> I thought
1: Stuff he was him. gonna say it's really gay, but no, he oh, the other well, direction.
2: Yeah. What What did you think of my attempt at that joke before, uh, Noah? That's oh, pretty gay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I agree. All right. Are we, <laughs> Are we ready? Are ready? Pierce hasn't said anything yet. I don't want to have
0: to do this ever again. Yeah.
2: That's exactly what I thought he would say. Um, yep. Um, I, I wouldn't want to do this again either. So, uh, yeah. But, hey. <laughs> Just okay. start the commentary, column. This is going nowhere.
1: <laughs> I've got... My line queued up. You've got your line queued oh, up. Yes. I'm hoping. Uh, I
2: should probably do that, shouldn't I? We're watching a movie today.
1: <laughs> You're like, just start the commentary calling. Come <laughs> I'm on! I'm so confused. I can't deal with this. I'm just. Uh, which what? movie is it again? Hold on. What are we
2: watching? All right, let's get Beautician and the Beast commentary. All right, I'm ready.
1: Okay, in three, two, one. BB Virgin Ice Cream. Noah. <laughs> oh, Philly. Oh, that? I forgot it was supposed to be Noah the Virgin Ice Cream.
2: It's actually we we should mention that um, this is the first time we've done commentaries that are like consecutive. So in terms of Moon it's the first commentaries that are what? That are like consecutive, like chronologically. So like with our last commentary we did was Moonraker. Ah. So now, so if we end up doing Octopussy next by the random generator Andrew Hedges, then look at look at we go. Look at we go. Look at us go.
1: Very. This good actually point, might then. be the.
2: Is this the last of the Bond films that I'm looking forward to doing a commentary on? <laughs> uh, from Russian with love. That's going to be a hard one to do the commentary on. And Spectre. Okay, no, I'm good.
1: (laughs) And tell me our other ones here, since we're already off topic.
2: So, remaining, we have From Rush With Love, we have You Only Live Twice, we have Eyes Only, Octopussy, and Spectre, which, of course, we're doing just before No Time To Die. Oh, I forgot we have this opening shit. Oh, this is the this is the bad thing about for your eyes only. We what was have I saying? We
1: time in the world. Now I'm pretty See, sure. I I'm don't gonna... mind that. Okay, yes, it gets a little bit silly, but it's really one of the only silly things we're gonna get in this. Uh, but the fact that he's visiting his wife's grave—I mean, that—that that we can't complain about. This is a this is a great little nod here.
2: I ranked this last. I thought this came last overall. This came 21st overall because you ranked this at 15th. Um. Yeah, okay, he's visiting his wife, but like it's just it's just shoehorned in, like, and then just you get bold guy in chair. I just think it's tacky and silly. Like I think that if you're gonna have him visiting his wife's grave like it's it's so far removed from Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Like if this if you have this without him visiting his grave, maybe I like it better. But even then it's just don't have this as a blow ripoff. Like I just I nah, I don't like it.
1: You know what I'm going to say in defense of this, and I know that very few people want to agree with me, but outside of the fact that this is randomly Blofeld and they kind of make it a joke at the end, the action sequence itself is phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But I don't know. Like, it's just make this something else. Like, keep the action scene in and just do it something around everything. Because isn't this guy even credited in the credits as just, like, bald guy in chair or yeah. something? like?
1: They couldn't use Blofeld for some reason.
2: Which is, like, it's 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 fascinating to think that, like, why did they... Like, uh, Noah's kind of a big defender of the let's have a pre-title sequence that has nothing to do with the, mm-hmm. the plot. And, like, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I'm i down for those sort of opening credits. But, like, why, why do we need to kind of have this, like, oh, fuck you, Kevin McClory. We're still going to use bald guy in chair. Yeah. We don't need to use his name. And, oh, remember that time Bomb was married? Like, it just... I don't know, like, the Bond films aren't really connected chronologically back in the day, so, like, yeah, okay, we know he's married, but I don't know. sure
1: they are. I mean, Blofeld from one movie to the next? Well, yeah,
2: true, but, like, as in, I don't
1: know, it's just... Holdover, right?
2: It's too far removed. This is, what, 12 years and, what, like, six films later? Like, it's just... I don't know. And, like, Roger Moore, to me, is further removed from George Lazenby than... You know, he's too removed, I guess. But oh, I don't know. I just, I don't like this opening. The uh, action's Having fine.
1: him hanging outside the helicopter is a great visual. Like, it, we're coming off of uh, Spy Who Loved Me really changing everything for the pre-title scenes with stunts. Uh, we have that. We have the skydiving moonraker. We have this. Like, th- this trilogy of movies here, uh, as far as pre-title sequences, is where <laughs> the the stunts were definitely at their peak for the pre-title scenes.
2: And that's one thing we've talked about. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of criticisms about the Roger Moore era, you know, very divisive films. But, I mean, no one can fault the, the stunts. I mean, you want peak movie stunts in James Bond, it, it is the Roger Moore era.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, yeah, even today, I you know, like, it's kind of, you're spoiled for choice now in movies. It's kind of, it's not a special thing, whereas, like, the James Bond films were the special thing. Like, and we're entering the 80s now where action films took over. So, like, yeah. you know, that kind of, you know, did it. But, like, still, in 1981... Uh, yeah, the, the Bond films are it. Is this, I mean, in terms of location, like random factory, (laughs) like
1: it's industrial district.
2: I mean, this is the second greatest opening to a Bond film featuring a helicopter stunt.
1: (laughs) Wait, Wait, what would be number one?
2: Spectre, you're number one.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Our overall number one, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Or I always known. forget was, so.
1: about Spectre.
0: Don't forget about Spectre. It's... This is
1: a podcast
2: that's <sighs> defending Spectre. At least one third of us are.
1: <laughs> this is the podcast. I just don't... No, no, the, the, the helicopter oh. pilot there, Uh, we saw he was electrocuted. Like, should there not been some char marks on him? Or when he ripped off the headset, should it should have been singed into his head?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would like them to go back and redo all the Bond films with realistic violence.
1: <laughs> yes, please.
2: You know, um, Tracy literally has a brains all over the dashboard. <laughs> uh, as 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 uh, Lazenby's like, it's all right. She's just having a bit of a rest. He's wiping a bit of like you know brain off his chest. Um, yeah, as as um, as Elliot Carver literally gets carved up by the drill. You see blood and guts flying everywhere.
1: Let's uh, do it. I, also now, the don't music. Like the, wow. I
2: don't like the music here. It's so it's like nobody da, 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 likes the music da, 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 in Fear Eyes Only. Da,
1: da, 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 da. <laughs> like, you know, this is a perfect example of how you can get the best composer in the world who just does not fit a project. Because Bill Conti, you know, the, the Rocky scores, uh, that would be obviously his most iconic one, but he's done so much other good stuff since then. And it just it doesn't fit. And I would love to say, oh, it's the kind of disco. Uh, beat that he has with it but we talked about Spy Who Loved Me that kind of works in Spy Who Loved Me so it's not the style it's just something about the music doesn't fit Bond and this doesn't even sound like Rocky I mean if if he had done the Rocky music in this I think it actually has some emotional weight maybe it works
2: the the one thing I like about this is I like him tapping on the head and I like that the music stops as he falls yeah. down the chimney stack like I, I like the fact that they go quiet
1: and then he's buying um, him a delicatessen
2: I feel like they need to do the penny whistle here though
1: now, this is where the, the oh, Roger Moore credits Gina. just sort of become generic, don't they?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I didn't see Aha. Uh-huh. Well, he's not Roger Moore. I didn't see <laughs> <I> Duran <don't>, um, <laughs> I I
1: Duran. The performance, but <laughs> yes. for the visuals we're getting, let's give bubbles and some more recycled shots of Roger Moore, which we talked about in Moonraker, uh, not the commentary, but just in Moonraker in general. How much they just had recycled stuff in that uh pretel scene. But yet it still felt a little bit more unique than this. They
2: they didn't they literally just use the same shot of him in um Spy I Love Me in every single subsequent film after this?
1: I think so, yeah. It was the cardboard cutout.
2: Um I, I like I like this song. I know you you're a big defender of this song. Um mm-hmm. I'll tell you where it came in just a second, but I will say that of all the opening credits, and I would love to find out why Sheena Easton is in it. Like I just it, it 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 baffles me. Like I like the song, Sheena, you're looking good. But like, even Madonna didn't get a cameo singing Diana. Like, thank God. But like, okay, she got a cameo. But like, but don't you think it's odd? Like, like what decision yeah. came in 1981 to go, hey, she, or does Sheena Easton that arrogant that she's like, okay, I will do the song, <laughs> but you must put me in the opening credits?
1: I don't know. I I think that maybe it has to do with the fact that this was the dawn of the MTV era, so music videos have become such a big thing. But it was pre-MTV, be though. She well, was
2: only f- like, a year or two removed? Or was MTV around 1981? I thought that was about 82, I 83. I, I
1: thought it was the, the early 80s. I can't be sure. Uh, we didn't get MTV in Canada until, I think, 2003. <laughs> but, uh, still don't. I mean, she she's young. She looks like she could be a Bond girl. I mean, Shirley Bassey could have done it back in the day, but probably not around the time of Moonraker. I just,
0: like... I'm not saying that it's like it's not the worst credit. Like it's just odd. It's just weird. It's just like
1: if, I'm just like, trying to visualize. Thing, I'm trying to visualize the other one. I don't know if I want Tom Jones <laughs> strikes like thunderball in the credits. But,
2: but this is the thing. Like if you if this was a common thing. Like if you started this in the 60s and then they just kind of stopped doing it. Like it's just it's just out of nowhere. It happens. Yeah, and then you never it see never it happens again. again. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Where I'm kind of like that's weird. But okay, there's Sheena Easton. Um
1: but <laughs> like a sliding, all, I never noticed the sliding down the gun there. <laughs> like a stripper on pole. A, it's
2: on the giant Luger.
1: Like if, I mean of all
2: of all the artists that you've got in the history of James Bond to do a song, the big names you choose Sheena Easton as your first person to like again no disrespect and there's a massive nipple. Wow. Um I just yeah, I guess it's just odd. It's just odd, but the song is great. Uh, where did the song come, Ben? I should really pull that up. Uh, overall, fifteenth. Wow, that's lower than I thought. Um, you ranked it at tenth. Uh, I ranked it at sixteenth. Wow. Okay. And Noah ranked it at fourteenth. Wow. I ranked it the lowest. Boo, boo, Ben. Dan. I like this. This
1: uh, this opening of the movie here is definitely similar to the Spy Who Loved Me and Tomorrow Never Dies too. The way that they will open with you know something on the sea, the, the big technological device that's gonna set off the movie.
2: It's um, yeah. Uh, the one thing I say about that I like about this movie as well is is like is the plot. Like it's um, mm. again, like I like a I like an end of the world James Bond plot, like the next person. But I also don't mind just a, oh, they just want a, a decoder. Like it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's simple. Like it's, you know, you and I over on the Oz Network are doing 24. What? Listen now. But it's like, sometimes you can just have a simple plot and it can be just as entertaining. Um, uh-huh. You know, like, I mean, having said that, I'm not a big fan of like Live and Let Die, which is just a drug trade. Having said that, I like License to Kill, which is just a drug trade. But um, yeah, like. You, you win some and you lose some with your simple plot, and I think this is a, a decent enough plot that it's it's fine. Like it's kind of like Tomorrow Never Dies. How I I like the plot of that where it is you know layered about sort of that and the media side of things, but like mm-hmm. it does start off with they need to steal this sort of uh you know the the thingo from the boat basically to yeah. So the thingo from the boat. That's the thingo term. from the boat.
1: <laughs> is that our episode titled <laughs> Thingo, from, thing-o the from the Boat? <laughs> An oh. ATAC. It almost sounds like attack.
2: The, the fashion. I mean, 1981, we're still very seventies, aren't we? What what year do you think all of a sudden eighties fashion became a thing? Um,
1: nineteen eighty-one with for your eyes only. <laughs> yeah.
2: H- highly known for changing fashion. Uh, what does ATAC stand like, for?
1: Uh... <laughs> uh
2: uh. A topical apparatus computer the automatic targeting attack communicator
1: oh i i just looked up atac and it says assay for transposes accessible chromatin i don't think that has to do with this movie
2: (laughs) no I, i disagree where where are we right now what what country are we in are we in greece
1: i think we're in the ocean
2: Thank you for that, Colin. Um, the you know, here's some other fun ATAC
1: see. things. It could be Air Transport Association of Canada.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Air-to-air combat, African Technical Advisory Committee, well, one or of Academic the Techno- Technology Advisory Council.
2: Or Anus Tickling Association of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Jamie might be a member. <laughs> I oh, was oh, so they're say, Casper didn't drowning. like that.
1: <laughs> no, he hated it. He does not like anal. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, came <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> that came out all wrong. That came out all wrong.
2: I'm glad that Casper doesn't like anal. I'm, I'm glad we've established that.
1: All right, yep. start again. <laughs> Edit point. Um, you,
2: you really, really, really have changed as a man, Colin, since you saw porn. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I like this. I appreciate it. You're the one bringing up anal all of a sudden. Uh, Good on you. It's hot
1: in here. Um,
2: <laughs> ask Casper. <laughs> Look at the zoom in on his face. Like, duh, duh, I just duh. Love, go to the
1: most uncomfortable office ever. Like, does anybody get any work done in here? I
2: don't get... I think we talked about this in Moonraker, like an office where literally you've got such an empty room and one table.
1: Yeah, and it's dark too and damp.
2: And Russian HR was quite busy back in 1981 that you could just like gladly hold the hand of your secretary. <laughs> now we didn't, we haven't ranked Google. Uh, is he going to rank en- the
1: Googles? Well, I think we're <laughs> kind of we- almost that's pr- MI6 crew, tricky. isn't he? Like, yeah, well, it's tricky because where do you put him? You know. He was almost a
2: secondary villain but like I think we kind of I thought we'd kind of the consensus he'd technically be on the mi six six crew but then does he just end up on the other list when we do the uh, ranking the other things that we can't I think rank? we
1: have to put him on other if he wasn't on allies because he's not an ally either I mean he, he's he's one of the trickiest ones to rank because he's such a recurring character I mean what does he have four or five appearances but well,
2: do we rank um Italian drunk guy who appears in like three of the movies Oh <laughs> like...
1: let's do it.
2: Should we rank the birds of uh, James Bond.
1: I look rank the mustaches.
2: Well, speaking of mustache, mustache. <laughs> um, I I always have a weird back and forth with her because like I can definitely see the criticism of the actress that she's not brilliant, she's a bit bland. What's her name? Carol Bouquet. Like Yeah. Like I get it, but at the same time I also find her performance weirdly fascinating. Like it's like it's I feel like it kind of works the character like she literally is about to see her parents murdered smack bang in front of her. So, like, she can kind of play this almost like, like, she does it to me better than Camille. I know, I like, we did that a couple mm. of commentaries ago. I think she does it better than Camille. She's got more, like, right here, she's got personality. She's smiling. She's happy with she her parents. A she's smiling a good day. means you have
1: personality? Well, I mean, sure. It didn't help Timothy Dalton.
2: <laughs> don't start this. Jesus Christ. What are we? 28 minutes in. There it is. Um, No, I just, I don't know. Like, I get it it's kind of like die another day. Like I get why people hate it, but like I can appreciate it. Like I get why people bag her out, but I don't think she's as bad as people say she is. I think I ranked I, her in the top 10 almost from memory. I'm going to
1: find I think that. Th- there, there are a lot of people who love her character and rank her as one of the top Bond girls, but the arguments are always solely based on the character and the story, which is fair, but we kind of brought up, it it's a different level, but we brought up with Denise Richards, that there's nothing wrong with the character. If you'd gotten a decent actress to play that character, it's not bad. So I don't know why the same criticism isn't thrown at Carol Bouquet here because she has a really good character but delivers a bad performance. She's not as bad as Denise Richards, but she has a better character. So the the, the margin of good character to bad acting is quite drastic with her.
0: Yeah, and I get it.
2: Like, I, I, am pretty sure I, for one, was one of the people who sort of bagged out as acting. But I think when I watched this recently, I was just again like, okay, she's bad, but she's not that bad. Like, it's like what people say about Anya. Like, she has a bad moments, but it kind of fits. Like, mm. like yeah, like Denise Richards is a great is a great thing. But like right now, like she's mourning the death of her parents with red paint on them. That is the <laughs> fakest looking blood I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't I'm know.
1: Anya, See, though, I can't kind of say
2: she's gorgeous. Sorry to interrupt. But like she's, she's one of the most attractive James Bond girls. No, ever. I Her
1: don't. Her eyes
2: right there alone. Holy crap. She's no. beautiful.
1: I, I, I think it, it is a fair comparison with Anya because she, she's not a great actress either. But I think the difference is there is a charm and a charisma to Barbara Bach that Carol Bouquet does not have. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm it's not, the Tom I, Welling effect. You can be a bad actor and still be incredibly charming.
2: I'm not in no way would I ever compare. Like I think I had Anya in my top two, top three, and I'm looking here, I have Melina at thirteenth, I have Anya at second. So like no comparison to me, but like I don't know, like I feel like if I re-ranked the Bond Girls, I'd probably have a higher based on my last rewatch. Like, as I said, this is the most recent one I've actually watched, so I feel like I can come into this a little bit and fuck Money Penny's looking old there. I um, was gonna say, I don't
1: wanna to <laughs> s- I don't wanna be that guy, but the criticism to Roger Moore being old in these movies at this point, I mean, yes, he's looking older, but she looks way older than he does. She looks like she could be his mom in this scene. I yeah. don't think it helps Roger more as being identified as the old Bond when he has somebody so old opposite him.
2: I'm trying to find here, so I'm, I'm still backtracking. So Melina's parents is her- are dead. Oh, too soon. Is
1: they her- did die in that scene. Is that what the confusion is?
2: No, her dad looks so much like Thingo from Breaking Bad. And I'm trying to find the actor to see if it is the same guy. What's, like, are they even, where are they on IMDb here? Do they have names? Are they credited as being alive at some point? They were are in they the movie. Anal?
0: Like, uh, what are their Do names? they like in? anal?
2: <laughs> Colin, I need to message your wife. <laughs> I think you want to try something. <laughs> no, no, please, no. Oh, don't say that until you try It's not that bad. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't this the movie where I talked about having sex underwater? Oh no, that was Thunderball. Um, what are her parents? I've said like Jerry Seinfeld. Who are her parents? Who are these people? Okay, I need to. I need to Google uh, this.
1: Jack Headley plays her father in this film. Jack Headley. Jack
2: Headley. Uh, okay, no, that's not who I'm thinking. Is he's not the he guy. He is not in
1: anything. I, I, I don't think he's been in anything that I've even heard of before. Lawrence of Arabia. He had an uncredited role as a reporter. There was he, one.
2: He, he just looks like the the guy who plays um, Hector Salamanca, like a younger version of him. I love this car. weren't you guys bagging out this car? No, you're yeah, bagging I'm out the one in Spy Love Me. It's just like yeah. I like that sleek kind of boxy looking Lotus. It's just it's a nice looking car to me.
1: Like the the gadgets of it, incredible, but the look of it, it does not hold up. I think that uh, as we're oh, it doesn't watching, hold up. The... I
2: agree with you, but yeah. But
1: as as Jamie and I are rewatching these Bond movies, you know, every time a Bond girl appears. She's always like, oh, what do you think of her? And I'm like, oh. all the 60s ones are attractive because they looked classy back in the day. And then as soon as we reached the 70s, nothing looked classy. The cars didn't, the women didn't. Bond still did. But other than that, it just everything kind of became tacky.
2: I, I, I see it, but I don't know. There's just something about the Lotus that I like. Like, it's just it's a sexy look. When we rank the cars of Bond, like, That's I'm going to have sexy the Lotus car. That's a dad Mercedes. Now, this is the debate. I still I still think you and Noah are wrong. He sets a self-defencing here. When a car blows up, he technically kills those two people.
1: Yeah, well, I would agree with that more than a canoe, for sure. <laughs>
2: well, you didn't agree with me. You and Noah went off at me in this episode for saying that that was death. On so one of those videos I watched of who does Bond kill on YouTube, they agreed with me that these were two Bond kills.
1: Hey, can we at least say that the, Jesus, the background that guy, songs...
2: He's wanting anal.
1: this song here in the pool scene this is a pretty decent song I don't mind some of the the background songs in this movie either
2: I mean it's no California girls but you know
1: there's a lot of tanning going on here
2: okay you want to talk about tacky bathing suits of the 80s yes I don't get this high waisted thing where they're like half up their ass like it's never (laughs)
1: look at that! the guy dancing wow that is not masculine looking dancing (laughs) somebody should have told these guys
2: (laughs) that's how I dance
1: <laughs> now okay. there's a mustache let's rank the mustaches a for your eyes only
2: should mention that uh when we were watching her parents getting killed we should have been doing the sound effects to go back in time to when yep. we did the sound effects <laughs> 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 mustache on a horsey yeah Roger Moore's actually looking quite old there why all of a sudden are we just like in jungle mode this is octopusy all of a sudden <laughs> ripping his shirt open he wants anal too everyone's anal in this movie
1: <laughs> uh, okay uh, yeah th- you know the fashion does not help i think we mentioned specifically the fashion of bond in this that dad sweater uh
2: who I, I, we we talked about that in quantum that like maybe that's what they were doing they were going harking back to the roger moore era of bond where they're basically you know doing the dad fashion yeah i like this death
1: yeah that's, no, a, cool that's a great death, death.
2: Although this woman.
1: But, I mean, have you ever belly flopped at a pool? It really hurts. So I feel Um, more bad for him for that than getting an arrow on his back.
2: Colin, you met me when I was quite big. So, um, (laughs) yes, when I jump into a pool, it's often a belly flop.
1: (laughs) I don't know, the (laughs) fight scenes too. I mean, Roger Moore in that dad sweater hitting a man with an umbrella.
2: (laughs) But this is the thing. Okay, like, I yeah, it's, it's pretty shit, but, like, what makes it great is Roger Moore's excuse me when he like grabs the like that's Bond like and he jumps well, yeah, that, down and uses as, as like a, as like an umbrella like parachute like you know if Daniel Craig throws in or something like that every now and then that you know I'm gonna appreciate it a little bit you know <laughs> like it's just funny like excuse me the theme of the like. Everyone bags out Goldeneye, and I can see why they bag out Goldeneye score, but again, I've always been more of a fan of of the Goldeneye score than people give it credit for. Like, it's unique and weird, I get it, but like this one here, it's like...
1: It's really tough for me to choose Goldeneye versus For Your Eyes Only. Um, I think that uh, Goldeneye is weirder, and it fits the movie. It brings less to the movie than For Your Eyes Only. But at least Goldeneye has one or two decent music cues.
0: I just like
2: I don't know. Like I just appreciate the Goldeneye uniqueness of it.
1: Okay, let's 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 analyze this here.
2: Bond has had to set the alarm. He the reason for this alarm is to do this so that they will die if they try to break into it. So it's one guy was
1: thrown backwards, the other guy was nowhere near it and was knocked off his feet. So maybe I'll give you one of those guys, but certainly not two. The explosion didn't even reach the second guy.
2: I do, again, I Look love this, that movie. Now music. he's
1: winded. I, uh, that shot also, it's like, <laughs> <gasps> just like, give me a second to catch my breath. I fucking love
2: that. In a movie that's not overly funny, like the bits that are funny are hilarious. Like I love yeah. just him throwing the, the keys away. Well, I hope you have a car. And then <laughs> this. Oh, it's so funny. And like the going down on the roof bit. Oh. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Okay, I hate that line. Killed my parents. Like that's bad. Bad.
1: She is terrible. Did she? There's do no emotion. After this? I don't know. She's she alive?
2: She is. She was the face of Chanel Number no. Five fragrance from eighty-six to ninety-seven. Oh, that's
1: what I know her from.
2: She's French. She's French. Um, did a lot of French things after this by the looks of things she was <laughs> did in a lot in of th-
1: French things <laughs> she was in Sex in the City like be rude, obnoxious <laughs>
2: get invaded <laughs> um, well I mean she gets invaded in this film by Bond
1: her last <laughs> film was Room 212 in 2019
2: I much preferred Room 211 <laughs> uh,
1: it's a comedy she does funny too Again, like, just,
2: I, like, can I just, this is a defense of Spectre here. It's weird. But, like, think of the car chase in Spectre. That was the first time since, what, Tomorrow Never Dies that we had a funny car chase. That they had yeah. comedy in it. Like, we'd had, I, how many car chases have we had in, in the Craig era? We didn't have one in Skyfall, but we had one in, in Quantum, Quantum and Casino Royale, sort of. No humor to it. Like, that's, again, the little things about Spectre that I think nobody gives it credit for. Like Bond getting stuck behind, like, the grandma or the granddad, whatever it was, putting on the thing and it was, like, 006's playlist. And just, like, little things like that that just, like, again, you get no appreciation for. And this is what it reminds me of. This is a hark back to classic Bond where you've got Bond getting pushed by the locals and then stuck behind a bus. Like, it's just little quirky things And this like is that. the
1: serious morm film, too.
2: And, like, this is the thing that, like, everybody praises, like, Marvel films because of their, like, quirky little, you know, bits and that, which they've, they've taken from Bond films. Like, this mm. is the staple of Bond films. And it's so overdone now in movies. Like, we complain so much in the Star Wars sequel trilogy about how it's like, okay, it works, but then it doesn't. Like, you're just doing it so pointlessly. But, like, again, the, the beauty of Spectre, and I know we're not watching Spectre, but, like, this just reminds me of the car in Spectre. Like, it's just little things like that
1: i will give you this by the way that, that when it shows the, the stunt driver oh. it does not look like roger moore at all uh but specter you, you will <laughs> not find me giving many criticisms to the entire first half of that movie the first half of that movie is phenomenal but i've never seen a bond movie that falls apart so quickly as uh from the torture scene on
2: even die another day which you've often said it starts off well <laughs>
1: Uh, can, can we just say the driver of the villain car here? He is stoned out of his mind. I haven't <laughs> seen somebody look that blasted since Carrie Fisher in the Star Wars <laughs> Holiday special.
2: And you live in Canada. <laughs> the music is so bad. Why have I never picked up on this until right da, now? <laughs> da,
1: da, da, da.
2: You do, I just, again, Roger Moore, facial expressions, little head nods, everything about this just, oh. Why did I never appreciate Roger?
1: Yeah, what's wrong with you?
2: I don't know. Where do you begin? Where do I begin to see what's wrong with Ben on many levels?
1: <laughs> see, I think what makes this car chase, I, I always forget how good this car chase is. What makes it work, though, is the environment. They, they said, we're not just going to do a car chase. We're going to do a car chase in an environment that's going to allow us to do things we've never done before, like have cars flipping, drive down these uneven hills and, you know, through, through the locals and all that. I don't, I, I don't think that there's ever been a car chase like this, and it has, has nothing to do with the car they're driving.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
2: Quite a nice day for driving the country, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I agree with you, and I just. I wanted to double-check, but, yeah, this did make our Hall of Fame for this movie, and rightfully so.
1: What else made it for figure hours only?
2: Uh, Bond kicking Locke off the cliff. Did we oh, rank yeah. Locke
1: in our henchmen? I, I think we, we did.
2: did. Uh, and the cliff-climbing sequence and Final Battle. Mm. Surely we ranked Locke. Yeah, we did. You ranked him last. I ranked him last.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, Memorable. no, I remember that too. I'm pretty sure that was the episode where we didn't want to include Locke because, like, oh, we've already got so many people on this list and Noah kept fighting for him. What, where was Noah's? Noah's rank was low too, wasn't he? 19th. Yeah, because, cause, yeah, he was fighting. Oh, well, we really should include Locke. And then we included Locke, and it's like Locke came last. What was the point? That's typical Noah. Whereas, I'm going like, to fight for somebody that we're all going to rank last.
2: <laughs> and so many of the ones that we've included, like last minute, have like rendered up high, like Raúl and um, yeah. Jill made it high. So Bond's fashion is terrible. Like, look oh. at him wearing the chinos and the shirt. Like, Jesus Christ, he's just going over to grandma's for lunch.
1: I mean, he does have the shirt unbuttoned, but he doesn't have the chest hair. Like, there's no point to unbuttoning your shirt if you don't have some chest hair.
2: That's And that's, like, the one criticism of Roger Moore, it's the lack of chest hair. You can't, like, I mean, Daniel Craig pulls it off because you just want to, you know, lick chocolate sauce off it and grate cheese. But, like, <laughs> ro- like, I'm nothing against Roger Moore. I would gladly lick chocolate sauce and grate cheese off Roger Moore, but you wouldn't get much consistency. There's not enough, you know, there to grate on,
1: so. I'm curious when we get up to the Moore films, because Jamie has said before that, like, Roger Moore is a handsome guy, but... I'm curious if she's going to get the, the Sean Connery or Daniel Craig reaction out of him.
2: Uh, yeah, like, I've, I've told the story many times before about how my mum said she had a crush on Roger Moore and I was bewildered. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> people liked Roger Moore in that way? Like, again, it's not disrespectful to Roger Moore, but, like, generally, when I know women, um, like... It's it's not often that oh, women are like uh, like oh they're handsome like it's generally like oh yeah rip my fucking clothes off and do anal like it's kind of it's just <laughs> y- you're usually attracted to them because of like that sort of level of sexual chemistry and nature like oh they're handsome I would bring mm-hmm. them over to watch the croquet on TV and have some cucumber sandwiches like I mean <laughs> maybe if you're into that you know Mildred would
0: oh,
1: be oh the you. Is,
2: is this what I'm thinking it is. Not a banana yeah, the, Q. The,
1: the the whatever they call it, the identigraph.
2: Yes. And this is um, isn't this go home Susan? I'll lock up. <laughs> <laughs> when are we ranking Susan? This is one of the best Q scenes. We actually that's one thing we should do, ranking the Q scenes.
1: That's a really good ranking, yeah.
2: Okay, that doesn't even hurt anyone. Like the spikes aren't even touching I the know. skin. <laughs> How do you get a job as, like, random experimenter in QLab?
1: And is this just the day where they do all the experimentation?
2: Yeah. I love how it's called identigraph room.
1: Yeah, we need a room for this.
2: <laughs> oh, this is one of the best <laughs> This and Oct- the one thing I'll give Octopus is zooming in on the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd never get away with that now. <laughs>
1: We we'll just say the... Q's Q's wearing yeah. that suit better than Moore's wearing his. Oh, 100 percent. That that's one of the best Q suits right there.
2: Damn, I'd I'd rip it off him. <laughs> Q doesn't age though. Like he just looked old from the very first time. <laughs> <Didn't> <laughs> I just oh, uh, I've always wanted a machine like this to like just make faces up. Not a banana. I, I love Q. also
1: it identifies it as a three D visualization and then it <laughs> is all in two D. <laughs>
2: I also just appreciate the fact that it's like, this is peak technology in
1: 1981. Yeah. I love this scene.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Come on, say the line, say the line.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if that's in the script or if that's just Roger Moore ad-libbing. Like...
1: Yeah. Full pouty lips.
2: (laughs) Oh, here she is. She's attractive.
1: Look at that 80s hair.
2: Sharon. I'll lock up. I just want to see Q, like, with the keys locking. Everyone left that lab pretty quickly, didn't they?
1: Yeah, did did they clean up the mess they just made? Yeah. There's water all over the floor. There's, (laughs) you know, shards of a cast all over the place.
2: Headless dummies. Freddy, that's what these. Hmm. Sorry, Freddy. Wonder how, wonder how Q takes his coffee. Medium sweet?
0: <laughs> how do they then print
2: that out? Like, how do they get that so accurate that there is... This is 1981. Did they have the internet back then? I can't yeah. even get my results that quickly off Facebook when I type someone's name in. Jack Smiggins? How long did it take me to find <laughs> out that there wasn't a Jack Smiggins? They fucking found that in three seconds. Everyone bags out the invisible car and die another day has been unrealistic. Nineteen eighty-one oh, internet
1: technology. Do you ever notice the bottom there? This machine thanks you for your attention. Goodbye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's almost as good as um stationary order. <laughs> that is an ugly fucking suit, Bond.
1: Yeah. oh.
2: I need to listen Try to the Bond to suit podcast. Like, who Let's is that get the guy? guy on here? Who is that guy?
1: The min- The Minister of Defence.
2: Oh, is that the Minister of Defence? Minister yeah. of the Dark Arts? Is that Snape?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, Sir Frederick Gray.
2: So where are we? Is this? Are we Italy?
1: Uh, it looks Italian.
2: I, I mean, it does. Look at all the pasta. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that racist? That's not racist.
1: Uh, <laughs> ah, yeah, mamma
2: mia, I eat my pasta. Cortina. Yeah, Italy. Oh, we're the host of the next Winter Olympics. Well, the next next Winter Olympics. <laughs> one, one of the next next. And then there was silence. There
0: was. Don't say a word. <laughs> you sounded
2: very sexual. there.
1: There was. <laughs> yes. Ben, listen to me. Look at that jacket. Oh, it just gets worse.
2: <laughs> wow. Look at the catlet, the upholstery. This is a nice place. I'd go there. Maybe I will in five years' time <laughs> as a bobsled athlete.
1: <laughs> now that you're joining the luge team.
2: <laughs> hey, I've got an in now. Shut up.
1: 10 a.m.
2: You're like about, I think, two or three seconds ahead of me.
1: must be the power in the thing. right, I'll pause for two thing. or three seconds. One. Nope, it didn't pause. One, two, three. There we go. Now he's wearing the ugly blue oh, suit.
2: <laughs> I'm just hanging out for BB.
1: Gosh, who wants a belt around their jacket? Like
2: <sighs> When I when I went to um the ski resort where I was living uh up island, I, I got myself like a jacket and the gloves and all that sort of stuff and I ended up buying these pants off like Facebook Marketplace. Were they cream? And, no, they weren't. <laughs> um they were whatever colour, but like it was weird because you had like the pants within the pants or something. Or well, then I was told off because I was meant to wear pants underneath them or something. Cause like they had some <laughs> weird catch. I know I didn't understand the logic behind ski pants. And I was told off by Canadians that well, why is this weird? And I'm like, well, how is this not weird? Like I meant to Wait, wear this you... under this and do this and
1: hold on. So you, you didn't have, the only thing you had underneath your ski pants was your underwear. Yeah. Yeah, that's wrong. That's
2: <laughs> See, again. Here we
1: go, getting judged oh. by the Canadians. <laughs> See, but think about it logically, okay? When you put your jacket on, were you shirtless or did you have a shirt on? See, if you, if they had
2: explained it to me
1: like that, that makes sense.
2: <laughs> but the difference is pants are pants. Like I never generally wear pants and wear pants under my pants. Like a jacket's slightly different. But it makes you- oh, shut up! Baby's <laughs> <You're> on. Like- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> second grade as the greatest secondary bond <laughs> girl of all time
1: no no I, I said this when we ranked the secondary bond girls how how much i hated her when i originally saw this movie which chalk up to as we've said with so many things young teenage girls are just annoying um, hey kim bauer lana yeah. lang you know let's go on let's go on uh mj uh, but I mean, I have a whole new appreciation. Now, were you annoyed by BB originally, or did you always think BB was great?
2: I always had a crush on BB. Like, always. Like, and I would have seen this movie when I was, like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14. So I was a her age. But um, no, like, I, I always, <laughs> I think it just came literally as a horny teenage boy. I thought she was hot. And, like, I've always said, it, the scene when she's in bed and Bond refuses her always annoyed me. Because I guess I don't get it that she's what meant to be like 15. So, of course, mm. Bond's going to say, like, no, I'm not going to have sex with you. But. You know, when I'm like 13 and 14, I don't know about that sort of stuff. I still don't. That's why I'm in jail so often. But <laughs> I, I just, I've always liked her. But like again, I can, as I said on that episode, like I can see why she's annoying because she is annoying. But yeah. she's annoying in a good way. She's not like Christmas Jones annoying. You know, like it, she's she's, she's charming annoying.
1: Yeah. And, and for somebody who had zero acting experience, she's a better actress than Carol Bouquet.
2: Yeah, I'd probably say that. Now, she never competed in the Olympics, Lynn Holly Johnson, did she? I'm just reading. I'm
1: um, checking right now. Golden
2: Globe nominated.
1: Um, she was in the... Uh, no, she competed in the US uh, Figure Skating Championships. Silver. And then she went on to Ice Capades.
2: Oh, so she gave up on the Olympics to join Ice Capades. Very. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so she was in 23 when she made... The, 22, 23 years old when she made this movie.
2: How old is she meant to be? I would think... 18
1: but like i think think her being a virgin has to be shocking enough but also not shocking
2: okay to me then there's a problem i think what they need to do is i think they need to flat out declare that she's like 15 or 16 and then therefore because like like okay i get the fact why roger moore doesn't sleep with her but i think that if she was 18 then bond would sleep with an 18 year old (laughs) like he's not gonna hold back like i feel they need to specifically say she's 15 or 16 that's just that's just my opinion mm-hmm
1: but I would think she'd have her parents there if that was the case, and not just her coach.
2: Now we should really mention um, Julian Glover. Julian Glover on screen right now, and like I, one thing I love about this movie is I I do love the whole the bluff here that you're meant to think he's the good guy. Yeah. I mean it's I mean what we didn't really get that until World is not enough. I mean Goldeneye, you would argue you sort of had it, but I mean yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: that's more. He's still alive more than the shock.
2: Am I missing? And ah, uh, well, uh, living daylights. I guess you have um, what's his name? Yeah, uh, he's kind of good at the beginning, and then he ends up being Koskov bad. and yeah, um, yeah. I guess that
1: kind of it, it wasn't as effective in that because they had way too many villains here. It's just the play on two guys, and this is what the book was or the 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 short story for your eyes only. It was these two guys, Christados and um, why uh, am I forgetting the other guy's name?
2: colombo
1: colombo yeah Christados and colombo uh and the question of which one of them is telling the truth is they're both telling a story about the other one being a villain
2: and i think like that's an underrated like that's a great like world is not enough i vaguely always wasn't that surprised that electra's evil i think Mm -hmm. i can't remember like i I was 12 when i saw the cinemas I, i can't remember what if i knew it but like I've watched that with people, and like they've said to me, like about ten minutes in, oh she's evil, isn't she? <laughs> like it's yeah. kind of like they, they guess it pretty quickly. Whereas this one, like sometimes even when I watch this, I sometimes almost forget. Like it's kind of I think it's done well.
1: The spikes on the tires.
2: <laughs> I just think she's I think she's so attractive. I just I think it's the hair and the eyes. I, I'm a sucker for long straight hair.
1: Is it is it the fact that she doesn't have '80s hair? That's the one thing I will say for her. Is it's she's the th- only one who does not have bad '80s hair?
2: Long straight hair. Like I've been in relationships before funnily enough, um and I love watching girls straighten their hair like if I have a weird fetish, I will sit there and watch girls straighten their hair. <laughs> I just love it ah oh, just it's it's sexy that's bad eighties hair
1: you know so it's funny people. um uh I wouldn't call this a fetish or anything, but uh, uh <laughs> 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 oh wait it is I guess um <laughs> no uh I, I mean Nurses, doctors, whatever, scrubs. Scrubs to me look incredibly attractive, even on a man. I'm not saying I'm sexually (laughs) attractive, but sometimes you watch like these doctor shows and you're like, Man, Anthony Edwards is rocking those scrubs. Like that's a good look. Uh but Jamie Casper um had she'd gone shopping and he picked out a Barbie. He wanted a Barbie because he was at his cousin's house and he has this thing where he he really panics if he doesn't have an object to transition from one environment to the other. So he was freaking out, trying to leave his cousin's house. And there was a DVD that he'd been admiring which because of the logo on it, which was a Barbie DVD. So they said, okay, take this home. We don't watch it anymore. So then he wanted to get a Barbie doll. So he brought him home with a Barbie. And he said, did you see which one it is, daddy? It's a nurse Barbie. So you can play with it too. I'm like, okay, there are some nice scrubs. I will say Barbies never look better.
2: My, my I used to get my sister's Barbies and remove the clothes. It says a lot about me.
1: My brother used to do that too, to bother my sister.
2: At least he was removing the barbie's clothes and not your sister's clothes so
1: <laughs> she's so bad like she can't facial act nothing and I, i'm gonna I say just, i love oh. roger Moore, but he doesn't help bring any type of emotional weight to these scenes either
2: again i get it like it's like i i, I think if this was a daniel craig film you know a, a better actor you know pierce brosnan film john connery like the emotional level of it would play a little bit differently where you feel for her. Cause like, you, you, like, I, again, I can see that she's bad, but again, I kind of believe it more. Like I think it kind of fits it. It fits, Roger the, Moore. <laughs> it fits the film and it works with Roger. Like if this was off Pierce Brosnan or if this was coming off Sean Connery, she's going to, I think seem worse, but like, I don't know like i kind of just get this thing that she's mourning so like you know she's got a bit of revenge and like roger moore kind of saying like you're not going to feel anything you're not going to do this like this is the thing where you go back to the the wife situation like have this as a plot line earlier on like this should have been quantum of solace there you go Mm -hmm. like like revenge is not going to bring you anything because you know he's feeling wanting revenge because of tracy and you see the wife like play that like that was what quantum souls was meant to be with camille but you don't really get that from bond but like don't get revenge like i know it's not going to mean anything you know so i don't know oh hang on sorry iconic scene why did this not make the
1: um (laughs) (laughs) we still need to to put your face on her body for the photoshop here
2: please put my face on her body any (laughs) any day of the week (laughs) She's just so like just cute and charming I, and just again, like again
1: I don't I don't get it but uh, I mean charming yes but I don't get I don't find her attractive. So I, so I, if, you, if you walked in and, and Lynn,
2: Lynn Holly Johnson's naked in your bed,
1: you're gonna be like, eh. I mean, I I'd give her a whirl. She's she's an athlete. <laughs> she just got stamina. But, <laughs> but you give uh, her anal, Colin? No, definitely not. But I don't know. I'm I'm struggling to think about any of the 80s Bond girls that I really find attractive. Maybe, um, what's her name from uh, License to Kill, uh, the secondary one? Oh,
2: I thought you were going to say Pam. Uh, Loopy. No,
1: not Pam. Yeah, Loopy. Uh, Possibly the the other one from Living Daily. Dalton had more attractive Bond girls than Moore did in the Oh,
2: look at you just having a positive comment about Timothy Dalton.
1: No, it's not about him.
2: (laughs) Uh, Like, I mean, outside of this film, I would agree with you, but like... Oh, that is an awkward kiss. But having said that, that's how Roger Moore generally kisses in most of his Bond movies. <laughs> <sighs> there, there is, like, as we said in the Ranking the Bongo, there, there's no purpose to BB. She serves nothing to this plot. Like, literally yeah. nothing. There is no reason. Like, we talk about cheap celebrity cameos. Oh, let's bag out Madonna. Let's do this. Like, Lynn Holly Johnson is a cheap celebrity cameo. Yeah. Like, I don't know how famous she was, but, like... The skiing scenes. Oh, this is the bit where you didn't believe me where Bond goes, woo! And like you have to go back and listen to it and you put it in the closing credits.
1: Yeah. And why is she wearing a cowgirl hat?
2: Because she's American.
1: <laughs> they have to identify she's American. The accent didn't give it away.
2: I love this, like, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, Kriegler? let's get a drink. Let's get a drink afterwards. And he just looks at her like, no one likes B. Everyone's blind in this movie, everyone's bagging out BB. <laughs>
1: Is um, uh, you go, you go. Uh, I was. I still have to look it up, so go ahead.
2: What is it about James Bond movies and having Olympians as evil? Like, didn't we have the evil <laughs> hench people in On um, in Her Majesty's Secret Service? They were all wearing the Olympic rings, like the Swiss Army or whatever it was. You've got Kriegler. I don't know if they classify him as an Olympian, but they say he's like the champion. And then Miranda. So, like, like mm-hmm. what do the Bond writers have against Olympians?
1: Uh, I just want to... The, the, the... You know, Kriegler reminds me a lot of um, uh, Vargas from <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thunderball. Well.
1: And I was reading, it wasn't even Thunderball. It was uh, the Moonraker novel. And there's a part in the Moonraker novel where I'm 100% convinced this is where they got the idea for Vargas from, even though it was a completely different book. Uh, they're talking about one of the henchmen. Uh, Drax is talking about one of his henchmen, uh, Willie. And he says, uh, how about making one of your excellent dry martinis for us? Except, of course... The doctor doesn't drink or smoke. <laughs> <laughs> he's like hardly breathes. Or Thinks of love. nothing but the rocket, do you, my friend? <laughs> Woo, that's definitely the gayest thing I've heard in a Bond.
2: Wow. That's a big statement. Well, I can't say I've never read a Bond novel, so um
1: never read anything.
2: I yeah. I didn't read Nicholas Susick's books, I listened to the um the audio books.
1: <laughs> and had I, Nicholas Susic narrating <laughs> Beyond the Ice.
2: And actually since I said that he's written another seven books.
1: He has to take his bib off
2: (laughs) He's obviously not that great of a German champion If he's just like stopped like the event Like he's just you know Mustn't care that much for it
1: Oh man that toque Ugh
2: Toque God I haven't had that word in a while Beanie Colin Beanie.
1: Beanie Beanie Beanie
2: Wow, Mister. so I went. I went from going beanie. to beanie. How, do you, how do you
1: think you I? You wear sleep? your snow pants over your underwear.
0: <laughs> Why
2: is that weird? Like, again, you don't wear your jacket over your bare chest. When you wear swimming shorts, do you wear like another pair of shorts underneath them?
1: <laughs> you're not. You're talking about covering yourself up in the winter from the cold. I did. layers. Layers.
2: I did buy a pair of snow boots. What was the name of that store? That really cool store I used to go to when I was there. One of them. North Face. Um, no, it was it was like a like a department store. Um, Hannah's, The Bay. Hannah's, the ba- no. Um, like the Bay, similar to the Bay but cheaper. <laughs>
1: Winners Winners It was
2: winners There Thank you, you go um, As you
1: said cheaper I'm like oh that's winners
2: <laughs> Hey I like winners I got some good stuff from winners um, But I got uh, some snowshoes And they were like on special And I looked at them Like oh these look shit But they were so comfortable And they had that kind of like Consistency when you walked It almost felt like you were like Traction Like they kind of like Rolled into your feet And they were like The brand And I looked at the brand of it it said on the, the tag It was like Official sho- snowshoe brand Of the US Olympic team And I'm like okay <laughs>
1: Cool. Now you are an Olympian. I am. You're going to be wearing those on the lose track, aren't you?
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Like, put some pants on, Ben, and get some proper shoes. Are you
2: wearing pants today, Colin? You never seem to wear pants in these episodes.
1: I'm wearing shorts, but you know what? I actually debated um, <laughs> whether I was going to put on pants. <laughs> uh, Jamie had done laundry yesterday. I'm like, I couldn't find any shorts anywhere. And she says, oh, there's lots of clothes in the dryer. So just before we recorded, I'm going through the dryer and I find one pair of shorts. I'm like, oh, these ones aren't comfortable to sit in. These ones are stiff. So I almost was doing that. I'm like, but if I have to get up to go to the bathroom or something like that, Ben's going to see my underwear.
2: Jamie also often says, oh, this one's stiff. <laughs> Thanks, Casper, for screaming at my joke. I ah!
1: appreciate it. That's ah! ah! uh, the Mary scream. That's what he's doing.
2: I-, I love just the background noises that I hear from from colin's house during these episodes this was so
1: much easier when i was able to record upstairs because <laughs> <laughs> it was louder well it was quieter because i could go upstairs you would never hear anything now that i have to record downstairs it's impossible
2: you're in the basement
1: yeah they have some that, that's a, glasses. is that charles dance
2: it is i actually did we talk about on, this before he's in I this saw movie? His name on the credits before actually on imdb I was wow. bring that up
1: i don't know if we ever brought that up before but yeah charles dance is in a bond movie
2: well, so he we should be. Oh, ski jump. What a sport.
1: I will say the music here is pretty good. I like this section.
2: Can I just say that, like, I I know at the time of recording this and probably the time of releasing this, we're just on the cusp of the Tokyo Olympics. I love the Olympics. I love the Summer Olympics. But, like, can we just say that the Beijing Winter Olympics are, like, six months away or something like that? Yeah. Like, How is that possible? Like,
1: did we not just have Pyeongchang? <laughs> well, it, it feels so weird... <laughs> oh, yes it does because you're, you're really boring Sorry. me. <laughs> I feel so weird to be getting ready for Tokyo and to not feel like it's been that long. Like mm. I, I feel like real wasn't that long ago, but it was 5 years ago now.
2: Yeah. A few things have happened. Would you ski jump? You know-
1: Oh, I would, I would do anything. Uh, anything anal. that's, like, big you know, and... <laughs> I'd give it a whirl. Uh, <laughs> Can we just call this episode anal? No, we are not Please? calling this episode anal. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, any of the, the like, the thrilling stuff, the, the stunt stuff, uh, bobsled, luge, bungee jumping, you know.
2: There's just something about winter sports, so that, like, fit in a Bond film. Like, you're not going to see yeah. Bond, like... I don't know (laughs) what rowing like he's not gonna row to get out of the way like it's it's weird it's and it's like it's and this is why like I think I've always loved the winter olympics too because it's like as an Australian so many of these sports are foreign to me so like even though I've watched countless winter olympics and watched ski jumping like it's still every four years amazing to me like wow look at them ski jump so like it fits in a bond movie like it just it works
1: Bond has done bobsledding in a movie, but you're right. Any summer sport, rhythmic gymnastics, you're not going to see Bond doing it.
2: Like, when you think about all the winter Olympic sports we tick off, we've had bobsled, luge, ski jump, we get ice hockey in this movie, mm-hmm. skiing. I mean, is it alpine? Is it is it cross country? You name it, he's done it. Um, has he skated before? I don't think he skates. He just walks out on the ice, doesn't he? BB so does, though. BB does. Um, she's a figure skater, so there's another sport. Like summer sports like da, da, da. <laughs> I mean there's running, like, but I mean it's it's not like <laughs> he's on a track. Oh, this is the golden eye bike scene, isn't it?
1: Oh uh, you know what? Weirdly I don't mind this music cue either.
2: Sounds like the um Casino Royale sixty seven music.
1: Well, it? Is that little like you hear in the background?
2: <sighs> you know, you know, you know how um we we play uh this clip a lot. Oh we, no, no, yeah, no no
0: no
1: no
2: no 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 oh, no 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 That's
1: that's what we just heard.
2: Um, can I I I want to I want to reintroduce a separate clip that I'm surprised we've never used as a clip before. And, again, I can use this in the commentary because I'm not going to, like, I'm just playing it. So keep talking if you want to. Let's hear Noah's reaction to me saying that uh, the music for Casino Royale 67 got nominated for a Golden Globe. No! <laughs> like, he's just as expressive
1: with a <laughs> no! Uh, if only so why Carol that? showed that kind of emotion.
2: only Colin showed that type of emotion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: I'm,
1: I'm, I'm Honestly, there is no reason for this action sequence da 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 da
2: yeah, it, like it actually, it is. It's a solid point you make. Like this bit of the movie does kind of drag on a little bit. Like we're just kind of having this elongated sequence of him skiing down a bobsled track and this, yet, that and everything else.
1: It's fun, and I know when yeah. we get to the hockey, I w- I was critical of that because it just sort of comes out of nowhere and it's just weird.
2: Yeah, didn't you say when we did this as a recap that a lot of like. There's a lot of arguments for this being the best James Bond film of all time. Like, Isn't there like a huge fan push for this to be often considered one of the best now?
1: Yeah, this movie's reputation um, probably in the last 20 years has kind of exploded.
2: Why do you think that is, Colin?
1: I think it's the fact that there is an appreciation for the serious Bonds. Um, Because it was the same thing with Our Majesty's Secret Service. Our Majesty's Secret Service was written off for a long time. and, And people who did praise it, it was often, you know, oh, it was better than people give it credit for but then over the last 20 years you know between this and our majesty Secret service i think that people just really wanted the more serious bond as as we see bond going down a bobsled track being chased by motorcycles and <laughs> snow i'm like well, more serious bond
2: i mean in any of the skiing bond films and there's what being Five.
1: he throws oh this gun <laughs> yeah. barrel I'm gonna throw it at him let me, let me pick up this motorcycle throw it over my head
2: <laughs> i just surprised you can see the royale when he throws a gun at him Um, and the <laughs> motorbike he throws the motorbike come on that's hilarious <laughs> um, how many skiing bomb films have we had six uh, On a, magic six on a magic to Seek
1: a Service this the Spy Who Love Me this Spy Love Me and not uh, Kill don't Kill
2: World Is Not Enough and did he ski Are we gonna, inspector well, or living, just...
1: Well, living daylights, there's tobogganing, I guess.
2: Because, I mean, he doesn't ski inspector, though, does he? No. He's just in snow. But, like, is, is there ever a fully serious... Oh, that's a nice butt. Um, a fully serious skiing scene? Because they've all got a bit of quirk to it.
1: Uh, well, automatic Secret Service, that would probably be the most serious of them. Well, he
2: skis down a bobsled track in that too, doesn't he? Or is that just... No... Oh, well, no, How a Lot of Guts isn't exactly like that series. That is an ugly sweater.
1: Which but one? United Not Colors all of Benetton. Them?
2: BBs. BBs? Who is this That's woman,
1: a... the coach? Like, who's the actress? Because uh, I was going to say she's the coach, Ben.
2: No, but like, like what? like?
1: Jill why, Bennett.
2: Are we ranking her in something?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Ranking the coaches of James Bond?
2: <laughs> oh, this ice hockey thing is so dumb.
1: Oh, she she died in um, nineteen ninety from suicide.
2: That's sad. Why is what is our obsession on this show about pointing out people are dead?
1: <laughs> We've killed so many of them. It's just
0: I like
2: I I, I the only show because I'm that up myself and I love hearing my voice. I re listen to our episodes and I sort of missed a, a few, so I'm just re listen to the secondary Bond girls. Um, but like seriously in every episode we seemingly just bring out oh this actor's dead this actor's dead yeah. this actor's dead <laughs> now I tell you guy's now got the
1: Montreal Canadiens colours there
2: and how are they doing right now Um, at least one of these <laughs> hockey guys I swear dies of the way he hits the thing I, I argued for him dying but you both shot me down
1: I don't think there's a death here
2: <laughs> poor Montreal stupid tamper this might age not yeah, very well. If, uh, by the this. by the time he releases, if uh, they've, Montreal's they've come overcome back. It.
1: <laughs> four straight wins,
2: <laughs> that's never been done before,
1: has it? All right. So tell me which one of these guys is dead, Ben? The three I mean, guys were hit. in the net, still moving.
2: He got <laughs> literally smacked bang by a Zamboni,
1: and slid um, and was moving at the end of the shot. Shut up, Colin. <laughs> Oh, no, not whoever that is. <laughs> who just died? That
2: was, that was that guy who was in the car before, wasn't it? Wasn't he the informant who we met at the top of the hill?
1: Oh, how are we going to mourn his death?
2: Ranking the informants
1: of... <laughs> <laughs> Him and Sean Campbell.
2: Now, we're like this pin, isn't that? That's got related. This is where um, Columbo kind of gets dragged into it, isn't it? That he's mm-hmm. like evil or something, and it's to do with this pin. Where are we now? Colin, are we in Greece now? I'm asking you all the
1: things. Where are we?
2: Why don't we rank the locations of Bond?
1: That's actually not a bad idea. Do you have a favourite Bond location of all of them?
2: That's a very good question, Colin Hilding. Um, I mean, as a fan of New York, um, but no. um, Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. Iceland. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In all seriousness, I actually really do like Iceland as a location. Um, gosh, um, yeah, put me on the spot. I mean,
1: actually, for, you for know me, it's, it's not because I've been there, but I went there because Nassau was my favorite location just from watching the Bond movies. So that's why I went there.
2: Uh, we, I mean Noah and I discovered last episode that uh, last commentary. Sorry, that like Rio, Brazil, very underrated, doesn't get talked up enough. That that was a that was a mm. great location.
1: Um, I- I'm gonna throw out there, man with a golden gun.
2: Okay, yeah. I mean, look, I, I would agree with that because I I mean, very nearly went to that island. I I went to Thailand, and our two options were to go to it's literally called James Bond Island, mm-hmm. um, or the uh, the PP Islands, which is where they filmed the beach. The Leonardo DiCaprio movie and we ended up doing that one I mean it was absolutely gorgeous like it was just beautiful but it was so overrun by tourists like I managed to get like two shots of like no people in it, and you know you turn the camera around and it's like a thousand people on the beach so it's completely overrun by tourists but um yeah I, we if we had more time I definitely would have done you know it was a big debate we we debated a long time before we decided on PP but I I kind of wished in hindsight now I had done James Bond Island because I could have been to the man with the golden gun do you know
1: outside of the beach itself what the only good thing about the Leonardo DiCaprio movie the beach was?
2: I've actually never seen it we were going to watch it when we got back oh. but we never watched it But uh, no I don't. Pure, Colin, is...
1: Pure Shores by All Saints. What a song. Oh
2: what a song. Colin Hilding yes points to you. Love Banger. All Saints well I like that song I wouldn't say I love All Saints. Uh,
1: I know where it's at
2: <laughs> one of those shows that every Australian actor has appeared in <laughs> That was that's Australia's Grey's Anatomy there was a hospital drama called All Saints which basically lasted for like 15 years I call it Grey's Anatomy because it was shit. I don't call it ER because it wasn't good.
1: (laughs) This guy with the googly eye, he's pretty great, huh?
2: (laughs) Ranking the ugly people.
1: Ranking the googly eyes of Bond. Okay, Mrs. Pierce.
2: We've bagged out the fashion sense of Roger Moore, but he looks pretty good in a tux.
1: It's just the, the big bow tie, though. It's just not age well.
2: Oh, I like it. Mrs. Pierce. Yep. She uh, did not rank very highly in our secondary Bond girls list. No.
1: Actually, you, you I'm imagine right now? It's actually mind-blowing to think that the scene we're watching, Pierce Brosnan is behind the camera somewhere.
2: It's baffling to think that Pierce Brosnan probably had anal with her that night <laughs> after that. <laughs> Thought I'd forgotten your hole, eh? <laughs> the one thing that amazed me with Julian Glover is that... I didn't actually know for a long time that he was the guy in Empire Strikes back in the um the the Walker.
1: Like General Veers?
2: Yeah, like you can see it, but like I don't know if it's the facial hair or it's just how they do mm. it like they're not like they're not completely like like if I watch Sean Connery in Entrapment, I still can see him as James Bond. Like, yeah. whereas, I don't know, they just kind of look very different to me. Like, and
1: you weren't as big on the Indiana Jones movies, right? Because I, I I saw, when I saw this movie, I'm like, hey, it's the guy from Last Crusade, the villain from Last Crusade.
2: I, like, I love the Indiana Jones movies. I just, I'm ashamed to admit, I probably haven't watched them in over a decade. Like, I, I mm. have not watched them in so, I used to watch them all the time as a kid. Um, And then I think I probably rewatched them just around Crystal Skull. And maybe, I, I bought the box set when Crystal Skull came out and I maybe watched it then, so that was, what, 2008? I, I legitimately would say I have not watched them since that. So it's been, what, 13 years since I've watched the Indiana Jones movie. So that's why, like, I oh. don't know them. Like, I know I can think of certain scenes and I can tell you what I can remember, but I wouldn't be able to, you know. I remember when I saw The Crystal Skull, and I'm like, and whats the face came back. I'm like, isn't that the girl from Raiders of the Lost Ark or, uh, or uh, mm-hmm. whatever the one she was in? Yeah, Raiders. She, she died recently, didn't she? <laughs> I don't think
1: so. Did she?
2: She did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she died fairly recently. Oh, well, well, you have not her yet, Colin. <laughs> well,
1: well, I'm looking that up.
2: Where does Christatus rank? She's, is that Lois Lane in Superman? Is that the same
1: actress? No, that's Margot Kidder. Oh. Margot Different person a <laughs> Uh Where does Christatus rank on our villains?
2: That is a great question, Colin Hilding. Um, overall- And by the way, no,
1: Karen Allen from Raiders of the Lost Ark and King of Crystal Skull is still alive. She's only 69.
2: Is it Margot Kidder that died?
1: I think Margot Kidder did die. If she didn't, I'm going to be embarrassed right now. But, uh,
2: Maybe that's If, if Margot Kidder is
1: like. still alive, I'm ashamed of myself. Uh, Margot Kidder did die, yeah. Oh, uh, it was also a suicide.
2: Oh. Why are they so quick to I put met that Mar- on the Did Rick I ever TV? tell you I met Margot Kidder? Uh, you didn't, but uh, tell me how you met Margot Kidder. Uh, it
1: was at one of the first Comic-Cons that we had here, and... Um, she, I was kind of asking her because the story of Superman Two, you know, that they had to reshoot the movie because they didn't want to give Richard Donner credit and all that. I was sort of asking about Superman Two, and she was kind of jokingly mocking the movie, saying, "You know, uh, oh yeah, like I was saying, yeah, there's certain scenes where it's like you can tell you're three years older and your hair is completely different." And and she's like, "Sometimes from one shot to the next, <laughs> I look three years older and my hair is completely different."
2: I've um. I think I've told the story before, uh, at least maybe to you in person, but on air about um, Mallory's mum confusing Margot Robbie and Margot Kitter. Uh, she, she worked <laughs> They're both at, like, in DC, right? <laughs> she, she, she worked at the local theatre as like a ticket agent and she also would have to often um, deal with like the talent who would come there to like help, you know, make sure they got there when they were there performing like a, a theatre production or something. So I remember I mentioned to her about Margot oh yeah, Margot Robbie, she was such a bitch. And I'm like, really? It's so, like, yeah, like I had, to, I had to deal with her. Like I got this phone call for, and like it was Margot Robbie yelling at me because we were meant to have sent somebody to like pick her up at the airport and the car hadn't arrived and she was just so rude and such a bitch. I hate her. I'm like, oh, wow. I, I never would have expected that. Margot Robbie seems like a lovely person. About a week later, she's oh, yeah, Ben, remember I was thinking about Margot Robbie? Yeah. No, it was Margot Kitter. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> um, hey, we know, ranked status just- very low. Sorry to yeah uh, Did you we all rank other, him low? Did you have another Margot Kidder story? No, no, no. No. no, 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 okay.
1: no. We'll move on from Margot Kidder. Now that she's um,
2: dead. <laughs> he came in <laughs> at he came at everyone has. Uh twenty-third out of twenty-six. Um uh-huh. you ranked him at twenty second, I ranked him at twenty four, and Noah ranked him at twenty four. I mean having rewatched this again recently, like he's not the most outlandish villain. Like he's not yeah. Mr. Personality, but like yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't Where know. Where is Drax
1: in comparison to him?
2: Overall, yeah, Drax is seventeenth. See, having just done that commentary again, I don't like Drax, but like I rank Drax higher. Like, there's something at least better about Drax that he's kind of like that kind of calmish but megalomaniac without like he's better than Stromberg, and he's kind of is Stromberg. Like, it's it's the same character, but Drax has got a bit more of a quirk. Of, about him in a weird. You remember Drax more you, know, you remember Strongberg.
1: Do you know what holds Cristados back? Uh, one, um he's not cowardly. When you when you have these villains that are uh not so outlandish like Lashif, like right? They yeah. have to have that cowardly sign them. they have to be kind of a weasel. He's not enough of a weasel. In, in I think in Cristado's mind he is a Drax or a Goldfinger when he's actually more of a Lashif. The other thing is Colombo is so good oh, that yeah. you just don't even think about Christados.
2: And this is the thing, like that—that that shocked me in our uh, allies ranking. That you guys, I think I ranked Colombo the higher. I ranked him at fourth. Uh, you had him at seven, and and like that, the, like okay, that's top ten. It's still high, but like, I think what surprised me was the fact that because we talked Colombo so much up in this episode, mm. like we just loved him so much. Oh, we had a song about him doing. I can't remember, but um,
1: Colombo, yeah, th-
2: Colombo. I thought we were gonna have
1: him.
2: I shouldn't I need to save my voice column because there will be me singing later on in this episode. Um but what are we waiting for? Um One thing I'll say about Mrs. Brosnan, I don't think she's that attractive.
1: I was gonna say, I mean you you expect Pierce Brosnan to be with the single most stunning woman you've ever seen in your life.
2: Australian, I forgot she was is she? Australian.
1: Cassandra Harris is Australian.
2: Yeah, Sydney. Um, so yeah. <laughs>
1: that Rob Rogers got it. Oh, it just gets worse. <sighs>
2: um, one of his one of their children is called Sean Brosnan. Do you think that was that named after Sean Connery? Do you think?
1: Probably. I mean, Pierce Brosnan had said that uh, Sean Connery was his, his hero, so maybe. Uh, how, is, is Sean uh, one, one of the ones who's still alive? I hate to talk about dead people again.
2: Oh, like Pierce Brosnan's kid's dead, are they? <laughs> um,
1: well, he had one son that died.
2: Uh, Sean William Brosnan is an actor. Uh, oh, no, an actor and a filmmaker. Oh, there you go. Sean Brosnan has appeared in Robin's Crusoe, Have Dreams Will Travel, you, Yeah, nothing I've really heard of. So Snake he, was born, he was born in
1: 1983. So he was born during the Battle of the Bonds.
2: So, Pierce—they've got a child called um, Paris as well. So, do you think that uh, Pierce names all these kids after like things related yeah. to the? <laughs> uh, Charlotte is the one who. So he's the son of actors Pierce Brosnan and Cassandra Harris. He has two siblings. Later adopted by his father. Oh, so Cassandra Harris didn't get a say. <laughs> 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 wow, sexist Wikipedia. Uh, Christopher and the late Charlotte. By his father's second marriage, he has two half-brothers, Dylan and Paris.
1: One thing I She's, love about... Okay, hold sorry. on a second. Cassandra okay. Harris is the brother of Richard Harris?
2: Wait, Cassandra Harris is the brother?
1: Yeah, Well, so, Richard Harris is the brother <laughs> wow, of Cassandra? <laughs> That's great.
2: The surgery went well. Wow, <laughs> um, oh, I didn't know that. Um... Before I, uh, I, we talk about this death scene, you talk about people getting burnt to death. I, I think I just like people getting run over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is a cruel death I, I also death like these, these, these little beach cars here too.
2: Oh, those are the buggies of the roller. Like, in all fairness, I think her death is Bond's fault. Like, Bond just leaves her.
1: Yeah. Oh uh, He just says, hey, hey, stop running. <laughs> <laughs> Get back here.
2: This never happened to the other fellow. Who's that guy in the dinghy out there in the water just watching this car drive? <laughs> Poor old... No, it's that guy's slap. fault. Nee, come on, ah! run right
0: over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I turned around and said that that hockey guy was dead by a Zamboni. That Zamboni hit that hockey guy harder than she got hit, yet she's dead?
1: Uh, the Zamboni did not hit him harder than that.
2: Um... Best thing about Grand Theft Auto is doing first-person view and driving around and watching the people fly in your bonnet. It's great. Um,
1: I was gonna say, did you ever play the? I think we brought this up recently. The Die Hard video games.
2: Oh yeah, PlayStation One, right? Like years Die ago. Die Hard yeah, yeah. with
1: a Vengeance, where you're just driving yep. around, uh, running people over. <laughs>
2: well, the thing, like the thing about the great—I don't know if you've ever played any of the modern Grand Theft Auto games—but what's so great about those is like the kind of the realistic um, physics of bodies. So, like, you know, when you played sort of, like, the PlayStation 2 Grand Theft Auto, when you ran over someone, they kind of just went flat in the ground. Whereas now, like, you hit a person, they kind of, like, flail all over the place like a rag doll. Like, it's got realistic <laughs> physics. So, it's, it's hilarious. I'm sick to the head.
1: <laughs> the, the more realistic the damage and the death is, the funnier it is to I,
2: I want to say, yeah, Pierce Brosnan, like, of all the many things I love about that man, and he's just over my shoulder. There he is, looking great. And what movie is that? Die Another Day. Yes, I can't play the song, but you'll hear me sing it at the end of this episode. Um... He's just, like, on his social media, like, I just love the fact that, like, every birthday of any of his kids or his wife, happy birthday to my lovely child, to my wife, every anniversary, oh, to my beautiful wife, like, it just, it just makes me happy. Like, if you do it, like, once every two or three years, fine, but, like, he does it every year. Like, what a man. What a that, man.
1: Yeah, that's what I aspire to be. Somebody yeah, you one day want a post that you and care and about. Anniversaries. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just want to say, literally every time, I'm barely on social media anymore. I've barely touched social media in the last few months. But every time I go on there, I swear, I see a post. I see your face on my social media and it's Jamie. <laughs> like, oh, I love my husband. He's so great. Like, that, what a woman, Jamie. I what a woman.
1: It. She is the female equivalent of Piers Brazen. They should she hook
2: really up. She really is. Oh, can I watch? <laughs> That's anal. Oh, I just realised that cool. Pierce Brosnan has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and I've never seen it. Of all the stars I've seen, I didn't realise that Pierce Brosnan had one.
1: How many other Bonds have them?
2: I would assume all of them would have one. Lazenby? <laughs> well, in all fairness, you probably could. Um, let's have a look. Uh, there's like a website where you can look up who's got them. You can actually, um, you petition, like, because it's... Um, You you like people nominate it and then basically they put it up and then the person themselves actually has to pay for it because like there was a big push for Weird Al Yankovic to get one and basically you've got to pay like six or ten thousand dollars for it and then it's up to you to actually um, I think maintain it like it's actually like you think it's an honor but you technically have to pay for it. Oh, Jimmy Smith is about to get one.
1: Oh, love Jimmy Smiths. So do I. Hey, I I'm just going to say, Columbo is definitely drunk right here.
2: Isn't he drunk in everything? Who is the actor <laughs> who plays Columbo?
1: Paul, He only has one name,
2: To Paul, like Madonna.
1: T- T- Paul is a a real star. name. Heim T'Pol, Uh That's known so as the lead in Fiddler on the Roof.
2: Okay, so let's look up these. Uh, so I'm going to assume that Sean Connery would have one. Oh, ding, that sounded bad. Come on, Sean Connery's got one. Don't tell me he doesn't have one. Sean well, Diddy not Combs.
1: he's Sean
2: Diddy Combs and Roseanne Barr have one. Sean Connery does not have a star on the...
1: What? Because he's wow. not paying
2: that. Okay, come on, George. Don't let me down. Uh, George Carlin, George Kukor, George M. Cohan, <laughs> George Eastman, George Fenneran, George Fisher... George, whatever it is, there's a lot of Georges. I'm not going through all of these. I'm going to be here all day. Well, let's go to <laughs> L. Stitch to the George L's. George Lopez has one. No, no. Okay, two bonds don't have it. Wow, right, bad Dalton. stuff. Dalton. Actually, I don't. I don't know if uh, Craig would have one. Um, Dalton. 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 Oh, actually, Moore. Roger Moore.
1: More. Uh, yeah, Rogers, Roger, Roger, Roger
2: Moore. Moore. Ro- Roger Moore's got one. Oh, good on you, Quite an illuminating star. Right. Oh, have. you
1: confirmed he actually does have one.
2: He does have one. Uh, no, Timothy Dalton doesn't have one. Dorothy Dalton has one though. Is that actually <laughs> Timothy Dalton's relative? In that no? Uh, Pierce does have one, and does Daniel Craig have one? Uh, no. Okay, so you'd think so all of them would. Pierce Only and two. Moore Yeah. Does David Niven have one? <laughs> Does it David has got one. David Milch. David Niven does have one. <laughs> Three Bonds. Yeah. Does, um, Who was the Casino
1: 54 or, guy? Yeah, I was about to say, Barry Nelson. Com-
2: Barry Nelson. Thank you. I was thinking of the <laughs> episode title. The Climax of... Uh, Barry Manilow's got one. Barry Nelson does have one.
1: <laughs> Gosh, I just want to say... The, the way that Columbo drops and he's got the gun pointed at Bond there and he's just like, ooh, that was a close one. Like, he's having fun in this movie.
2: I like this fight sequence, actually. Wayne Newton has one, another Bond actor.
1: Actually, next time, my I, hair. next time I
2: go to Hollywood, um, I'm going to deliberately go around and find all the the stars of the Bond actors. Can
1: we Both chip in to get Jax Miggins a star on the Walk of Fame? <laughs>
2: If we could afford six thousand dollars, I think we'd have uh, George Lazenby on as an interview before we got a star for Jack Smiggins. Is Come it? On. Is
1: it okay? Do you have to put up anything to start a Kickstarter campaign or GoFundMe? Because I, I legitimately will start a GoFundMe for Jack Smiggin's to get a star on the Walk of Fame.
2: I, I don't think you have to put anything up. Remember, we did we we did that for Off the Podium where we were trying to um win the broadcasting rights for the next Olympics off Channel Seven, but it wouldn't let me do it because I wanted to set the uh, target at like a billion dollars or whatever it is that you've got to pay for the rights. (laughs) And it's like, you cannot have it this (laughs) highly. And uh, again, if you're listening to us for the first time in a commentary, as we warned you at the beginning, we would stay off topic. Oh, I hate these suits.
1: Oh, back on topic, back on
2: topic. (laughs) You, you don't like these suits. I just think it like, we talked before about how like, oh, there's nothing really bad about this movie, but like, it's a bit cringy. The suits when doesn't he say like, don't talk too much. Like, um, you know, we'll run out of oxygen. But he keeps making, like, um, one-liners. And we were bagging him out. And the, I remember in the recap, we were like, stop making one-liners, Roger. Like, you're running out of oxygen.
1: But, but oh. the suits themselves, I mean, I like the sequence.
2: Can I just say, sorry, I'm just swallowing water. Um, in 2020, Pierce Brosnan made it to the list on the Irish Times, list of greatest Irish film actors. What number do you think he came in?
1: He's got to be top five, right? I can't even think of Colin Farrell. Is he another one? I would think he'd be top five,
0: but he came <laughs> in at 15th. What? Boo
2: Island. Who beat him? Cyril Cusack. Who? <laughs> Stephen Ray. Cillian oh, Stephen Murphy? Ray, yeah. Better than Pierce Brosnan? I don't
1: know. I, 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 he's not better than Pierce Brosnan, but he deserves to be on there.
2: Who's Steve, Who is Stephen Ray?
1: Stephen Ray, uh, he, was a, he was a crying game guy. Um, he's done other things. I think he was in an Interview of sure. the Vampire, too.
2: Barry Fitzgerald, whoever that is. Ruth Negger. Um, oh, Ruth Negger's great. Michael Fassbender. Better than Pierce Brosnan. He's Irish? Well, yeah, apparently. Maureen O'Sullivan. Uh, oh, Liam Neeson. Okay. Uh, oh, what's her name? Saris Ronan Boo. Come on. <laughs> She's been in terrible movies. Colin What's your Farrell. With her? Colin. Uh, I don't really have a problem with her. I just don't like the movies she's been in. Oh, Lady Bird wasn't that bad. Um, Colin Farrell better than Pierce Brosnan?
1: Not better than Pierce, but decent.
2: Peter O'Toole. Okay. Uh, Richard Harris. Okay. Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay.
1: <laughs> Richard Harris, but not Cassandra. <laughs> uh,
2: Maureen O'Hara. She's number one.
1: Uh, who's Maureen O'Hara?
2: A Hitchcock person, apparently. So.
0: 15th?
2: It says he was famous as Remington Steele before he became the fifth James Bond. The drogheda drog, born Navin-raised actors proved a versatile post-007 character actor 2, crooning Mamma Mia, surviving tough in Seraphim Falls, killing in the Matador, and channeling Jerry Adams in The Foreigner. Star turn as Trine Drillam's suitor in Love is All You Need.
1: We're about to get to a Hall of Fame scene here, by the way.
2: Oh, yes, sorry. Sorry, yes. Back to, back to this. We're not, <laughs> we only talked about hockey once. Didn't Cassandra Harris die of, like, cancer? Wasn't it sad? I mean, not that... Yeah, not she, she of died, I sad, think it was the but...
1: late 80s or something.
2: Ovarian cancer. Wow. And her daughter died. That's Ooh. right. I remember reading that when we did that. Oh, wow, that's sad.
1: Yeah, She's yeah. I knew it was movies. one of the kids. Huh.
2: Oh, she, God, this thing, she... Brutal.
1: And, and you know what? I I will say, as much as I kind of mock Noah saying we got to include Locke and then everybody ranking him at the bottom, Uh, he's he's a bad actor, the character is bland, but he's in a major uh, amount of screen time in this movie. This, and a uh, uh, Hall I mean, of Fame scene.
2: Is this his most brutal death? Uh, the most brutal Bond death ever? I mean, it's got to be between what?
1: this and Kaufman. I, I was going to say that uh, the Spy Who Loved Me, what was it? Sandor. Oh, yeah. Uh, where peer, he waxed peer, the tie. Because I, I think the only difference is the car was still falling off the clip in this one. He just gave it a kick over. Whereas Sandor, he's like, "No, I'm dropping you."
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah, yeah, but like at the same time, like Bond doesn't have to kick the car and be a dick. Like, no, I mean, but
1: but that's what we love about it.
2: But like, I mean, Kaufman's pretty cold. Like, I'm just a professional doing my job. So am I. <laughs> you can almost argue Electra's cold. Like, he doesn't have to kill Electra. Well, I mean, that's a woman.
1: Oh, that's a turtle. Look at that. That's a sexy turtle there.
2: See, so I'm into horses, you're into
1: turtles. <laughs> so this, this music, like, this sequence looks great.
2: It looks great, but, like, the, the saxophone score, like, if your eyes only as an instrumental just sounds like it should be in a porn film. <laughs> yeah, like, this, like, do, this doesn't suit.
1: we all-time And what also is she I doing? See. I'm here to vacuum the sand off the bottom of the ocean.
2: <laughs> I don't like sand. It's coarse and wet <laughs> and irritating and it gets everywhere. I do, one thing I do like about that, though, is I do love Roger Moore's little, like, mmm, <laughs> like, hello, hello, a woman, hello? <laughs> 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 a woman? <laughs> <Lying>. <laughs> that is the gayest, that, that is gayer than, oh Mr. Bond, like, I'm sorry, <laughs> like, the fact that he's, like, disappointed that a it's a woman,
1: woman. he's not disappointed, I thought he was excited, that's what his delivery was, <laughs> a wait, woman,
2: wait, what is he expecting, good head, wants to be a man?
1: Well, yeah, I guess, good point there. Oh, I was really hoping it would be a man named Goodhead. I've that, been waiting for where, a man That's where
2: I think it's gay. <laughs> Noah, what do wait, you, wait, think, Noah, of what do you of think
1: of it? it? Oh, gay. I, I agree. agree completely. Gosh, that, oh, that yellow shirt. shirt. Oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> you know what? I feel nauseous watching Roger Moore's clothes in this movie.
2: <laughs> you know, like, sometimes when you go to, like, an old person's house and it's still very, like, old... And like they're yeah. wearing old clothes. Like this is yeah, just like, got, like I feel like I'm. The plastic my on nana. the
1: furniture, the candy yeah. dishes.
2: Do you think that oh, like those when pants.
1: we're pants? Did you see his pants? Ew! Ew! Gross! <laughs>
2: Do you think that when we're old, we're still gonna have just like the you know the 42-inch plasma PlayStation Five? <laughs>
1: yeah well that's the thing people people think that you know oh when everybody because you grow up thinking one generation is old you think that when 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 a person gets old the guys will pull their pants up too high the women will all have short curly hair but no that was just a generational thing that's what they did when they're young when we're old it's going to be being unable to let go of the times you know it's going to be like you said a 50 you know in the TV, a PS4.
2: I used to always talk about that to people. Like, like you go to a nursing home today and you hear like people listening to like "We'll Meet Again." Yeah. Me Whereas, like in 50 years' time, we're going to be people like going, "You got to lose yourself in the music." The <laughs> like, fucking like Eminem, and they're going, "Oh Doris, remember the good old days?"
1: Hit me, baby, one more time.
2: Actually, I'll take that back. It's not going to be "Oh Doris, remember." It's going to be like. Oh, Apple, remember the good old (laughs)
1: days. Yeah, Yeah, you go to old people and they've got their VHS players still, you know? We're going to have our Blu-rays. In my
2: apartment building in Canada, there was like a recreational sort of room, which you weren't meant to go in because of COVID and also because they were meant to be renovating it. It was like stepping into the 1970s because they had like the old couches. I had bookshelves filled with VHSs and like board games and like a pool table. It was actually kind of cool. Like it was like a cool little thing to like step in there and just feel like you're stepping back in time.
1: I still have a lot of VHS tapes that, uh, mostly stuff that I recorded off of TV like Olympics and all that that I'm holding on to. I, I have, um, I, I need to get the, um, uh,
2: murderer, murderer, it the, sorry, it's a stingray. <laughs> the,
1: the remote for, um, my VCR, but I've got like the software and everything that it transferred on the computer. It's just, I've got so much Olympic stuff that'll it take forever.
2: I had that too, but like, I ended up just basically transferring everything over to DVD and then onto my computer because like, yeah, the VHS just took out so much fucking space. Yeah. So I had a couple, which I thought like, Oh, because you know, I like generally having the proper thing not the recorded thing like if it's say like a, a movie or like a, a sporting highlights videotape that I could never get on, on DVD but um, mm. I ended up just transferring them over and keeping them I think like in the room where my dad has his computer there's like a uh, shelf with my mum's old DVDs and she's still got a bunch of videos that she never threw out but yeah I don't think we have a VHS player anywhere um,
1: I do keep but, uh, every time yeah. somebody finds a Star Wars VHS collection I buy it because so I, I want to have the collection of all the Star Wars VHSs, which I think I might have now.
2: We actually, one thing, like the, the the we do have the original. I remember that Christmas we got it because I'd never heard of Star Wars. I told that story over on the Oz Network when we were talking about Star Wars. Um, We've still got the original trilogy VHS from, like, the late 80s, early 90s, which apparently mm-hmm. is worth a fair bit of money now, like, before the special editions.
1: I think, so, uh, hold
2: on. Oh, Colin's got, got some something. show and tell.
1: Yeah, uh, if I could find it, even.
2: Meanwhile, oh, Bond's in an ugly yeah. yellow suit. It's like a raincoat.
1: Uh, everything's ugly. Um, no, this one. This one's the mid '90s one here.
2: It's uh, VHS. I mean, I I've got go the. Uh,
1: I do have the '80s, '90s one though. Uh, I actually have a couple of Bond movies on VHS. I owned, like, I had a lot that I had recorded, you know, on blank uh, VHS. That was mostly what I had. But the ones that I owned on VHS were *From um, Russia with Love*, *Goldfinger*, and then the. Um, the first three Pierce bras in movies
2: before i say my thing like this annoys me how do they get out of that sub and the thing doesn't fill up with water
1: well that's where you have the air pressure lock right yeah well you you would basically there's a separate compartment that you would flood and then once it's flooded you know you you exit you go in there you seal it shut you flood it and then you exit
2: Oh, well, Colin Hilding no science.
1: Um, <laughs> well, Pierce does it and the world is on enough, remember?
2: I had... Goldeneye was, like, proper. And then all the rest <laughs> I had was... I think we've talked about it before, how you used to be able to record, like, DVD to VHS. But yeah. most, of them, most of them were copy-protected. So all my... My friend had a video player that, like, he could do it any... None of them. Oh, that part of I That's me. what we um, had, yeah. They, the, the, they... Yeah, my friend had a DVD player that, like, literally nothing was copy-protected. Whereas all the ones I had were copy-protected, but Bond films, for whatever reason, were never copy-protected, so I could record oh, Bond really? films. And um, I, that's why like, I, I would always record the special features at the end too, so yeah, I remember watching too. a lot of the old special features of the Bond films because I would sit there and watch them after I'd watched the movie.
1: How long does it take for bodies to decompose underwater? Ah! Since I'd... <laughs> Was that one her or more? <laughs> that's
2: such a dubbed-over sound. Um, he is
1: looking really old, right there. I know. I was
2: thinking that that shark, like, it's like when you watch Jaws, right? You always shit yourself when that body comes down. When Richard yeah. Dreyfuss is like, always, no matter how many times you've seen that movie, you will shit yourself. Um, wasn't it like the Titanic or something like that? They were basically like people, were like, why aren't their bodies at the bottom? It's like, well, it's like four kilometers underwater. Like the pressure itself,
1: and would seventy, crush. eighty years later,
2: but they were like, well, I think the thing I watched a video on YouTube it was like, why aren't there bones? Um, you know, cause like bones don't decompose, but it, like, again, it comes down to the fact that you're four kilometers underwater. You've got four kilometers worth of water, like mm-hmm. pressuring down, like, you know, and, and yeah, exactly. salt and erosion and things like that. Um,
1: are there conspiracy theorists out there? It's like, there were no people who sank on the Titanic. There's no bones.
2: They faked the Titanic sinking. <laughs> Do you believe they faked the moon landing, Colin?
1: No, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I, mean, I, I actually there's forever. a great there's a great document second stupid there's a great documentary called um, in the shadow of the moon that I think Ron Howard produced in the uh, 2005 or 2006, and it's just about the space program. But during the closing credits, they just have all the astronauts and all the people they interviewed going on rants about how ridiculous it is people say the moon landing was fake. They're like, so you've got thousands upon thousands of people. Over decades involved in this, and somehow you find a way to silence every single one of them when it's fake.
2: Yeah, um, my biggest thing is always like, well, how do they have moon rocks?
1: Yeah, well, I and mean, you could say you could get moon rocks from anywhere, but um, what is it? There, there's uh, the I, I. Some of the moonlanders, or maybe all of them, are still transmitting to this day. Hmm. So you can actually receive a signal from the moon. So if you didn't go there, why did you bother to put something on the moon that's going to be continuing to send a signal?
2: Funny you say that. I was listening to um, Moon Radio Seven Z X M the other day. Actually, it's it's pretty good. Good good, good music. Um, bad joke. All right, move on. Um, I, uh, no, I don't know what that is. <laughs> you said you can transmit from the moon radio. Like ha ha ha.
1: Oh, all oh, right. The I jokes of Double R
2: Seven once uh, again hitting oh, the high mark. Let's get that
1: laugh track in. That Colin guy found that really funny. <laughs> Colin, Colin, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Oh. Um, hilarious. I um,
2: I've touched a moon rock when I went to the uh Have the you? the museum in Washington DC. They had like a big. They had like the actual. That's where I've seen the um. They've got the pod which Apollo Eleven crashed back to mm. Earth in. Like that's there, and you see that. It's really cool. Um,
1: the claw is totally grabbing her crotch there. Did you see I mean, that?
2: Who, who wouldn't? That's Donald Trump. <laughs> there he is.
1: Rudy Donald Giuliani. Trump
2: grabbing by the pussy. Wow. Um, what were we just talking about? Oh, conspiracy theory. Moon rocks. Um, I remember downloading a movie once. <laughs> Wasn't porn. Don't worry. <laughs> but, like, do you remember back when, like, before torrents, you had, like, Bear Share and LimeWire, right? Yeah. And... It was very 50-50 whether you were going to get the right movie. It's like if you downloaded for your eyes only, all of a sudden you'd be watching Beethoven or something like that. Like they would just lie to you. They would just troll you. Like it was, it was very hit and miss. And I remember, what, I don't know what movie you I thought you're to getting.
1: Goldeneye. You get
2: Crippendorf's tribe. <laughs> exactly. Um, but one time, I don't know what I downloaded, but it ended up being like a 9-11 conspiracy documentary. Oh. And I'm like, oh, God, but like, I actually watched it. and like, like, I don't believe it in the slightest. But, like, the mm. person who put this together, I'm like, you've done some pretty solid things there. There were certain things that they were, like, saying, and I'm like, okay, then. I can see where you're going with that. I don't believe you, but solid mm. argument. <laughs> yeah, 9-11 was fake. Absolutely. <laughs> Those planes flying into the building just
1: didn't. The Holocaust mess. was an inside job.
2: Absolutely. COVID. I mean,
1: COVID is an inside job. Oh, the claws come out again. I, you know, now I'm This kind is of what
2: I, I don't like the claw. I guy. was going
1: to say, I, I, I do like the suit. It looks cool, but it, it's not very menacing to have this, this giant bubble suit with the claws clip, clip, clip.
2: All right, Colin, giant claw suit or Gustav Gray's robocop suit?
1: Claw suit. <laughs> oh, bullshit.
2: <laughs> just this guy does that.
1: not look panicked either. He's just like, what's that?
2: oh water
1: it was a weird ticking sound that's where you need pierce Brosnan. what was that noise
2: if um you had a worse way to die what would it be
1: <laughs> than being blown up inside of a suit underwater
2: well like like i mean not that you want to die like, let's not talk about the fact that we're all going to die let's just take a moment to remember that um but um some of us sooner than others <laughs> that's why no one's not here today um <laughs> I, 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 I shouldn't say this because I feel like one of my enemies is going to listen and they're going to kill me this way, but oh well. Um, drowning. I think drowning would be a terrifying way to die.
1: I say sex with Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is not how anybody wants to go out. <laughs> so, so,
2: so right now, if somebody came to you and were like, you are going to die tomorrow, you are going to be either tied up Tortured to death, like your body parts ripped off, You're gonna be gutted alive. You're gonna like you're gonna have the towel shoved down your throat, Jack Bauer style. It's gonna take a week to die. Or, you're just
1: describing sex with a Donna. You realise that? Right?
2: <laughs> you will have a heart attack, fucking Madonna. You're gonna have <laughs> the towel shoved down your throat.
1: Yes, probably.
2: <laughs> Colin, okay. The things that you say that are wrong with that. First of all, you're a dickhead. Secondly you would get to have sex with another woman. You would get to experience what it's like to have sex with another woman besides your wife. Like, you know, Jamie's always,
1: uh, Jamie's always calling me on things. Cause the, there's, you know, like for example, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not saying this in the way it's going to sound, but I don't like to be touched. Uh, just in terms of, <laughs> I'm it's very exactly ticklish. Like That's I'm extreme. You, haven't I? you have, but I mean, I'm extremely ticklish. Sometimes the kids will just be sitting next to me. I'm like, Oh, I got to get up. Like my skin's crawling. They're touching me. It's everything's so ticklish, but there are times where Jamie will be like unintentionally tickling me. And, you know, I'll be like, Oh, stop that. Stop that. And she'll say things like if Rihanna was tickling, you'd allow it. I'm like the first time. Yes. But if it was after eight years of Rihanna tickling me, I'd say cut it out too.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely things that, like, I would allow certain people to do to me, but there's definitely things that even Natalie Portman couldn't get to do to me, you know? Like, I'm not into pegging, so, you know, I don't <laughs> Natalie Portman rocked up on my house right now, Ben. Hi, Natalie. How are you doing? Good, good, thanks. She was apparently in Tasmania recently, so uh, there you go. Um, Hi, I, I would like to have sex with you. Awesome, sweet. Come on in. Would you like a coffee first? Like, how's your day been? <laughs> um, oh, catch is that I have to peg you. Oh, oh, thanks, Natalie. It's been nice to meet you, but, you know, maybe come on the Oz Network one time. Okay, thanks, bye.
1: If, this in, music is pretty good, isn't it?
2: In all seriousness, if I, like, message you one day and I'm like, Colin, we've got an interview with Madonna to talk about Die Another Day, are you, are you just not going to do that episode?
1: You know, here's the thing. I would actually be curious to talk to anybody about James Bond, but I think my opinions on both the song and her over the years would probably cost us that interview i would fear that she would say yes and then listen to us to do research and suddenly be like i'm gonna take some issues with you see i I ran into that with uh, the amazing race where uh there was somebody we were very excited to interview and we did the interview and then it became very awkward when they had listened to our first episode before we'd seen the show and noah had said something offensive about them that became very awkward so i have a fear of that now
2: I, I disagree. I think Madonna's the type of person that, like, would... Like, I mean, she would call you out on it and she would just, you know... Like, it would be very much like Laura Moret, like, versus me and Russell Hance. But, um, I, I mean, I God, we had that on the Oz Network. We had uh, one of the Australian Survivor seasons. He refused to uh, do an interview with me because I'd bagged out one of his friends on the show for the whole season. <laughs> And um, then another guy came on and was like, basically like, I didn't want to do this based on what you said about this person. I'm like, fucking don't do it then. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to hold back and not I'm say my opinion. just
1: desperate for content.
2: Like, Jesus, mate. Like, if you want to have a sook, have a sook. <laughs> like, don't do the show.
1: I mean, there's, let, let's, there's, there's let's at least, turn there's the question at least around one,
2: there's, there's at least, I know, I know of at least one contestant who is not appearing on Australian Survivor Archives because of how much I bagged on Twitter when I watched her season. So, like, seriously, if you want to be that sooky about it, then I don't give a shit. Like, just don't do it.
1: I'm going to turn this around here. Um, let's say Dan, Dominic Green wants uh-huh. to be on the show. Are you going to be excited to do that interview?
2: As in the character or the actor who plays actor. Dominic Green? Oh, I mean, I I'm the same you as you. You've recently
1: commented about how he's the ugliest Bond. Hey, you know what? Kriegler, Eric Kriegler, he's got quite the bulge. Did you notice that crotch bulge? He's
2: got a massive dong.
1: He's got a huge dong. He way, do it meanwhile, anyway. mean,
2: meanwhile, plot twist, uh, evil villain, um, Chris Dados. <laughs> um, I, I I would be the same as you. I would interview anyone. Like to me, it's it's. I mean, I hate Taylor Swift, but if all of a sudden I got an email right now going. Ben, would you like to interview Taylor? I'm not going to say no, because, like, I mean... But would you
1: not b- be clickbait? like, oh, this could get really awkward if he heard me say the ugliest person to ever be in a Bond movie, the worst actor ever to play a villain?
2: Honestly, five years ago, yes, I would have been like you. Like, I feel, I'd feel, you know, like, oh, shit, you know, but at the end of the day, like, I... I've got my opinions uh, that I don't generally hold back on, and if they come on and, like, Ben, you call me ugly, i am like, yeah, well, I, I'm sorry. I think you are an unattractive man. <laughs> like, I mean... <laughs> But at the end of the day, you're a Hollywood actor, um, and you're on that, and you've made millions of dollars in that, and here I am, some guy with a beard in a bedroom recording a podcast. So... <laughs> I got my opinion and that's what I think. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm glad you're not a sook like certain Australian Survivor contestants. Great. Good for you. But, you know, I, ca- I can't take ever- that back, Colin. I can't take it. It's out there. People have heard <laughs> it. That's I- why I'm not f- more famous than I am because I- I've been cancelled before I've even begun.
1: You've turned out interviews with 12-year-old girls before, though. Well, that's that's a legal, le- legal issue. legal reasons. That's legal <laughs> reasons. Depends uh, on the now country. Now, this sequence here, I, how did this not make our Hall of Fame?
2: Uh, that is a good question Because we only have three spots
1: uh. <laughs> I mean just It's such a great sequence It's taken from the Live and Let Die novel
2: it, it is a great sequence like, But this is one of these sequences again Where Austin Powers ruins it for you Because it's like When Austin Powers points out Just like how stupid some of these things are In like James <laughs> Bond movies Like you know I've got a gun right now We can just, Scott yeah. <laughs> you just don't get it do you I'm going to put him in a completely escapable situation and not, though, not look how it goes and just assume it went, okay, what? Like he's stupid, but yeah, it's a great thing.
1: Um, now, now what's, what's the opposite of a Madonna or a Dominic Green? What's the one interview that if we got it, you'd be worried that you would not be able to keep your cool. Cause like for the most part, I think, at least with with both of us we're probably at the point where it doesn't matter who we interview we don't really get starstruck i mean you're excited you're interviewing somebody like tessa virtue or uh michael gore whoever it may be but it's just it's just an interview you know but who would be the one where you're like oh, oh i don't i don't think i'd be able to handle that
2: more than one um
1: outside of somebody who's played bond i would say
2: i'm not even just thinking of actors i'm thinking of athletes i'm thinking like um i mean i interviewed michael schumacher for 30 seconds i mean you're never going to interview a full the guys you know out of action for life you know um but if i got to do a full-on one-on-one like here's an hour interview with michael schumacher i don't i don't know how i could sit there for that mm-hmm. um i honestly would be starstruck on interviewing madonna like that would be crazy <laughs> um i could think of like but it's it, it, okay it comes from that point where like you say like yeah like it's and it's outside of us doing this podcasting, like, you know, I've I've my profession, it's it's what I do. I've interviewed numerous big name people and I rarely get starstruck, but there mm-hmm. are definitely people who, if all of a sudden Pierce Brosnan had said, like, yes, Pierce Brosnan's coming on the show, like you would be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna make this good. Um mm-hmm. So that But like I remember when I interviewed Michael Schumacher, like I was literally on adrenaline. Like it just it happened, I did it. And then I was just like, holy crap. And then, like, I remember when I walked away, because that was in person too. That wasn't over. Like, That was, like, he was standing right in front of me. Um, mm. And as I went to turn around, I didn't realise that, like, my legs were, like, fucking shaking. And I nearly, like, <laughs> fell over from just how jelly my legs were. Like, holy crap. Like, and then just, like, adrenaline hit me. And I was just, like, bouncing around the F1 paddock wanting to interview everyone. But, um, like, I've, I've had, I remember n- numerous interviews that we've done on our shows or, like, in, in my past radio jobs where, it's it's the it's the waiting it's the lead up you're nervous yeah. you're like oh my God oh my God oh my God I like are the they gonna worst answer ones, the phone <laughs> well the worst the worst ones are for me is like it's it's not as bad when you ring them it's when you're sitting there and they're ringing yeah. you and you're waiting you're like oh my God are they gonna call me
1: um, I, I remember um when uh for people who listen to our survivor coverage when I was doing the um the the, the quick interview with Parvati and it was a like okay. I've got to make sure this actually goes smoothly because we have only so much time. And then the first call did not go through; there was no audio. And I'm like, "What am I going to do?" What am I? I think you had been the one communicating with us, so I even had to call you. And I'm like, "Uh, "Okay, so something went wrong here." It's like, "Okay, don't worry." In situations like this, they'll usually call back. And when they call back, I was, I I was sweating hard, just waiting for. Oh no, is this actually going to work out?
2: I, I remember when we got exit interviews for Sam Wandel so we had been fighting for exit interviews for a long time um, and we finally got them and I think it was like two minutes, three minutes before CBS was about to call me I got the blue screen of death and my computer just went and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me <laughs> and I was shitting myself I'm like oh my god of all the times I did like luckily my computer got up and am running quick and I got into it like and they maybe were a minute or two late like I got there so I was so lucky Um, but, oh God, that, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think with Kevin Bacon, whether they rang me or I rang him, I'm pretty sure they rang me for the Bacon Brothers. That wasn't a a starstruck one for you? Oh, that was, that, that, that was a bit like, and that, that. Hit me weirdly because it was like that was a very early morning one. I actually was I was I wanted to go to a concert the night before for a for a DJ guy that I loved and like I just wanted to see him forever. And I was but I knew that I wouldn't get home because where I was living in Brisbane, like I wouldn't have got home to like three in the morning. I think I did to be Kevin Bacon like five in the morning. I'm like, okay, no, like Kevin Bacon all seeing a concert, Kevin Bacon. Um, and yeah, like because that like the difference of that was because it was like the Bacon brothers, so like it wasn't <clears> just <throat> Kevin and I wasn't really allowed to talk to him about movies. Like it was kind of like oh you know come on balance the questions, um. But, like, the one thing I'll say is it was a shame about that one. Like, that was obviously pre-Zoom days, so, like, Skype wasn't yeah. – so like, that was over the phone, so, like, I only got to hear. But, like, still, like, I'm sitting there going, holy crap, that's Kevin. And, like, people – somebody asked me recently, like, you know, who was your favourite interview, And I often forget that I've interviewed fucking Kevin Bacon. So, <laughs> I was just like, you know, I was like, what, Kevin Bacon? Like, come on. <laughs>
1: well, you know what I also say? I think that Zoom helps a lot more. When you're just doing oh, the yeah. audio over the phone, uh, it is a little bit more disconnected. But, but I've found even with some of the people we record with, like – rocky right some of the recordings i do with rocky i feel like they're actually a lot better since we can see the video because sometimes you can just read people's reactions and and that's the other thing that i feel like zoom really helps with like with fran drescher if you couldn't actually see that hey she's smiling she's pleasant she's trying to make up her environment so she doesn't look stupid you know you're like okay well she's she's actually taking this just as seriously you know that i think that eases your mind a lot
2: yeah, I agree. And like, even just with us doing this now, like, it's it's actually interesting to read off our expressions. Like, I mean, as a radio host who has hosted, you know, hundreds upon hundreds of episodes in a radio studio, like, I always prefer to do an in-person interview because you can read off a person. You can Like, it's easier in person, always is. Um, but, like, yeah, the visual aspect, like, you know, that's we never used to do these or uh, technical t- secrets of 007. You know, yeah. we never were on camera in, in the Skype days. Um, and even interviews. Oh, here, here's a great scene. Forgive me, five for I have That's putting it lightly, 007. <laughs> um, a Q, Q in a, like a rabbi sort of. But um, yeah, like oh, you talk about being on camera. Like some of my most memorable interviews of Survivor contestants was, I never forget watching what's a face go to the toilet mid.
1: <laughs> what's
2: like literally? Who was it? Um,
1: from Palau. Oh, she was uh, the first boot. Uh, Yolanda. Yeah,
2: Yolanda literally in like, I am on camera with Yolanda. She obviously had to pee halfway through this interview. It's not like she was like, Oh, can we just have like an edit point? like, she's answering a question and she literally just pulls down her pants and goes to the toilet, answers and then gets, I'm like, I didn't see anything, but like, it was kind of, I'm just literally going, "Mm mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm just like, what am I meant to do here? Like, this is really awkward. <laughs> Does she know we're um, on camera? <laughs> and when I interviewed, like, your interview with Poverty was great. Like, Poverty was into it. Poverty was <laughs> interested. <laughs> you go were the problem. <laughs> and, go back and listen to my one-hour-long interview with Parvati. I had to watch her. She was on a phone half the bloody interview just going, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I, 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 I'm not trying to, like, shit on people I've interviewed, but, like, I could write a book. Like, wait till I write a book one day on my Survivor interview experiences and tell some lovely behind-the-scenes stories of, of certain contestants who I loved. One in particular, mm-hmm. I loved her to bitch. She was one of my favourites and just destroyed everything with how she was just so disappointing. Ah. Oh. Anyway.
1: Now, so we've talked let's, about let's, an hour Let's talk about... Uh, the movie? I think we have a couple of <laughs> rankings that we have yes. thrown out there. Secondary Henchman was one of them, right? Um. Fight scenes is one of the ones we wanted to do. I actually would really love to do not only climaxes of the movies, like taking the oh, entire yeah. final battle scene, but just villain layers. Uh, yeah. I actually really think this is one of the better villain layers. I mean, it is some type of old, old, old house sitting on top of a cliff.
2: If we're doing, if we did opening, I mean, obviously opening sequences, I guess, a little bit different because it's kind of a, a staple of a Bond film. But, I mean, I guess so we'll be closing... Yeah, it did. But like, that's what I mean. Like, I think we should definitely do closing like battles, but, yeah. um, I mean, I, th- I think we've probably still got a, sol- oh, BB in that leotard. <laughs> um, you talk about like your nurse's outfit and scrubs. I'm, mm. I'm down for the gymnast leotards, like gymnastics, uh, cheerleaders. Oh,
1: look at this. Jamie's brought me breakfast. Thank you. Jamie. Cause I was getting very hungry.
2: Thank you. Can I have breakfast?
1: Who's what? That's it's Ben. ben. Hi. Oh no, that's BB. That's the greatest <laughs> secondary Bond girl of all time. No, that's Ben. <laughs> she just keeps looking. That's Ben?
2: What? What's different about me, James? Dear
1: God, what happened to him? <laughs> Are you sick?
2: <laughs> I look like how your wife doesn't know what I look like anymore. Who's that? Who's that? She kept wow. laughing. I thought she was talking about
1: BB. And then she's like, no, 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 this guy.
2: Wow. Wow, Jamie. Now, she's
1: still coming back. She's like, really? <laughs> 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 I leave the country and you forget what I look like? <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? It remind- he reminds me of... The Unabomber? No, he reminds me of Robin Williams from Jumanji. Though. Robin Williams from Jumanji, there you go, yes! Actually, I, the other
2: day I went to a football game and I caught myself in the mirror I and I was wearing sunglasses. I looked like Joaquin Phoenix from that rap phase that he went through. I'm not there? <laughs> yeah. I looked in the mirror I'm like, I'm Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Somebody called me Zach Galifianakis recently, so... Um... <laughs>
1: So you've got Unabomber, Robin Williams, Joaquin Phoenix, Zach
2: Alvinakis. I just love Jamie Pookin' in it. Who is that? Who is that? (laughs) What's the breakfast, Colin? What are we eating?
1: There's some bacon and eggs here. Wow. Um, apologize for my chewing. (laughs) It's it's almost 10 in the morning and I haven't eaten anything yet. (laughs) I've been up since, Um, what, 6 o'clock?
2: We, we've probably got a good like 10 more, Roger Moore. Um, like, and it's, it's
1: weird because, like, I mean,
2: yeah, like, I mean, it's it's the ongoing joke. Like, once we finished the recaps, we were all like, oh, like, you know, we're, we'll get through the rankings. And then, you know, Noah decided to get a life. So <laughs> um, we, we didn't do them. But um, we've sort of been on track recently. I actually just uh, really quickly while we're talking about the film? Um, I lo- yeah, I love this tension of him climbing up the cliff and, like, oh, about, like this obviously made the thing. And, and, but, like, I like the gang here. I like Columbo's gang with, like, Moustache mm-hmm. and, like, the helpers. And well, and what what I do love about this film, too, is I love the fact that Bond doesn't kill the final villain. Like, it's kind yeah. of, it's it's not about Bond. It's, it's you know, it's about... Because, like, Bond just wants the ATAC. So, therefore, Bond gets it and he throws it over the cliff and that's cool, you know, gentle nod. But, like, it wouldn't make sense, really, for Bond to kill uh, Chris Ardolf.
1: I'm not not saying this is just because of his age, but I think it also helps in this movie when you have an older Bond that you surround him with more of a team, you know? Uh, The Mission Impossible movies, I mean, I'd be okay with watching just Tom Cruise doing stunts from now until the end of time, but the last couple of Mission Impossible movies were like, we're going to build a team and everybody's going to kind of get their moment it starts to uh, cover for uh, i guess the aging of uh the big action star a little bit
2: yeah no for sure but um yeah back yeah the rankings like we've we've still got a few in us um i think um i mean secondary bond girls went for like five years so how is that possible i don't know um that guy there kind of looks like timothy dalton weirdly
1: Timothy Dalton meets Adam Driver. No expression this fall here though like that's incredible
2: it was the 80s, Colin. No one had expressions. <laughs> Cocaine didn't kick in for a few more years.
1: Um, no, I just, I, actually to... I, I just think go. it's funny, though, that we're talking about, oh, yeah, we got a couple more rankings in us. We're ranking the secondary henchmen. Uh, we haven't gotten to some of the good ones yet. We're ranking the secondaries this and the secondary that.
2: Yeah, well, the secondary henchmen is our next list, isn't it? We just haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Just quickly, uh, while I forget, uh, while I remember, sorry, so some of our, I should go some of our rankings for this film. So, uh,. This movie overall actually came in at 12th, which actually, that's decent. Uh, So I had it at 16th, Noah had it at 15th, and you had it at 10th. So on our re, so I'm just looking, I dropped it two places and Noah actually put it up one place when we kind of did the redux on We're Stalling People. Um, Secondary Bond Girls, famously, BB Doll came (laughs) in at number one after she came in at 6th, 3rd and 3rd on our list. Somehow that made her number one. (laughs) <laughs> um, which I think this is the only list where For Your Eyes only topped the list of anything. Um, Colombo came in at seventh overall. I hit him, had him at four. You had him at seven. Noah at six. I do she love this. You said Locke,
1: dead last.
2: Uh, henchman. Yes, Locke was dead last. Came in last on mine and your list and 19th on Noah's, 21st overall. Uh Bond Girls uh Moustacha came in at fourteenth. Um I had her at thirteenth, you had her at fourteenth, and no I had her at fourteenth. I had her above Pussy Galore. That's right, people. Yeah, that's not right. It. Uh pre-title, I think I already mentioned this came in second last. You had it um at uh what did I say? You had it fifteenth. Wow. I had it at last uh villains we already said that one song rankings we did we say that one overall 15th yep okay and uh that's it the end
1: the fact there's no music here too maybe it's because the music oh, yeah. in this movie is so bad but i like an action sequence that has no music uh you know, the famous ones would be like mission impossible the the black vault scene in the first mission impossible uh, or I know they started oh, doing that in all the Star shot. Wars movies.
2: Sorry, I they, love uh, that shot.
1: The pod race, famously they said, we want to do this sequence with just sound effects. And then oh. I think they did that in all the Star Wars movies after that, at least the prequels.
2: Okay, realistic violence, that guy is a lot more squished right now. Than he
1: should be. <laughs> yeah, the blood is everywhere.
2: Um, no, like, uh, like, I'm with you. Like, this is just, I mean, this is epic. It's tension-filled. Like, I remember re-watching this the other month, and, like, how many times I've seen this movie, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, James Bond's <laughs> gonna die! He's gonna die! <laughs> um.
1: I might have this pretty we... high on my, like, climax rankings.
2: Well, the 80s climaxes. I mean, what, uh, what's Octopussy? I always forget Octopussy. This on a plane, isn't it?
1: Octopussy's kind of two-part. There's the... The, the palace stuff with the hot air balloon uh, and all the circus performance, and then there's the plane stuff. Beautiful, there's the bridge.
2: And I mean, do, do we include the flooding of Fort Knox as well? Uh, not Fort Knox, uh, Silicon Valley. The Mind, um, yeah. May as well be Fort Knox, same bloody movie. <laughs> uh, Living Daylight's the Plane, that's a good final sequence. Um, and I'm I'm huge on License to Kill's truck chase.
1: Yeah.
2: I know, a good restaurant in Karachi. That's a great line. Why is that? Come on. That's a great Timothy Dalton line in Living Daylights. Which one? I know, a great restaurant in Karachi.
1: Didn't that come up on the episode? You were saying, oh, this is such a great line, and I'm like, was that even in the movie? I
2: think so. Well, this (laughs) coming from the person there's no one I discovered last episode, but I'm like, I love the cable car scene in A View to a Kill, and you agreed
1: with me. I just want to say I'm very happy that uh, I think it was on that episode or one of the more recent episodes we did where Noah said, and no, keep in mind, Noah had ranked License to Kill among his bottom already. And Noah's saying, yeah, you know what? The more that I watch License to Kill, the more I think this is going to go down on my list. It was already low on his list. So there there's hope that License to Kill can move down even further. Where's License to Kill on our overall rankings?
2: Oh, I closed the list, Colin. You're going to make me dig it up. Why, you're um, supposed to be the
1: professional here. You're hosting, aren't you?
2: Uh, sure um i'm pretty sure i had it in the top 10 which is a rightful place for license to kill shut up it is um, shut up i'm getting there can i just point out we have a best of part five that we've been sitting on for like two years
1: <laughs> i really listen we to usually put day. those up at the end of the year
2: well that one's covering our um non when i say non-bomb films the three you know, never say yeah. never
1: again. Um,
2: <laughs> that's the doo-doo episode.
1: Uh, okay, but I never noticed how funny Roger Moore's hand signals are. He's just... <laughs>
2: um, so I had license to kill at 12th. Oh, I, I dropped it three places on my redux. So it oh, initially God. was in my top 10. Uh, Noah had it 22nd. You had it last. It came in at second last overall.
1: So Noah had it third last, and now he's saying, I think I'm going to drop this even more. Good for you, you, Noah.
2: Do, do you remember your top 10, Colin? Let's play. Colin guesses um, he's top 10.
1: Well, I know my top 10s change a little. I don't know if my top five will change, but I I, I know Honor Majesty's Circus Service is my number one. Yep. From Russia with Love, number two. Goldfinger, yep. number three. Nope. Uh, Goldfinger's not number three? Casino nope. Royale? Yep. Okay, then Goldfinger. Nope. What? Um, Spy Love Me. Yep then goldfinger yep okay i see i might change that now i think goldfinger might be higher but uh then i'm gonna say uh world is not enough in goldeneye nope nope uh thunderball nope um <laughs> colin knows <laughs> skyfall skyfall. Skyfall. Yes. skyfall yes yes and then world is not enough in goldeneye yep which that's gonna change i think i've always had world is not enough higher but I've been watching a lot of Goldeneye in the last couple of years, and I think Goldeneye is gonna move up a little bit. It's it's not gonna, you know, be drastic, but uh it is slightly stronger than World's Not enough. Um and what else do I have? Uh two more. There's two more. So we already know this is my number ten, so then that would make my number nine. He said it a second ago.
2: Nope.
1: No, I didn't. Thunderball. Yes. There we go.
2: See, it's interesting you say that about Goldeneye because I remember the internal debate I had. Like, when we got to Goldeneye, I was like, fuck, this movie's amazing. Like, this could mm. like this could overtake... Who's a random woman here? Or is that the coach? Never That's know. the coach! Um, <laughs> she's not wearing a bloody turban Russian hat. You're getting thing. like,
1: who is this woman?
2: <laughs> <laughs> who is she? What is she doing here? Um... Yeah, like, I so nearly put GoldenEye as my number one. Like, I remember going to The World Is Not Enough, like, oh, like, God, I, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like when we did the Star Wars ones. Like, I, I changed it. Revenge of the Sith is now my number one Star Wars oh. film. Um, and Return of the Jedi, I dropped to number three. Like, I, I kind of swapped them around. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I debated and I debated, but then I just, I watched The World Is Not Enough and I just go, no, like, I just, I, just, I love this movie. So, yeah, my top two is World Is Not Enough and then GoldenEye is number two, so...
1: Can we, I, I can't believe we never really mentioned this, but the little quirks they do to give personality to Columbo—the fact that he's eating pistachios the entire movie. He's sitting here with a gun in one hand, eating pistachios. With how many minutes left in the movie? Nine and a half minutes left in the movie. Are both to his nemesis? Oh, way better than Bond's. Uh, what do you call it? His his vest over his big Come on. thick sweater.
2: You can't tell me rewatching this right now that you shouldn't have had Columbo higher in your list. Come on, how good? Well, is who 25? did I
1: have higher than him? Who are my top Oh, I six. closed
2: the list again. Jesus Stop Christ. Stop doing
1: this, Ben. Be professional. You're the host here.
2: Stop blaming the professional. Um, I'm just a professional doing my job. Did Jamie just die? Like, is she that shocked at what I look like now? Something's rolling crazy?
1: around on the floor upstairs. Jamie,
2: she's having a seizure. Like, who is that guy? <laughs> um, you had above Columbo. You had Zukovsky, Mathis, Kincaid, <laughs> um, Draco, Quarrel, and Karen Bay. <laughs> So. I,
1: think that, I think that I'd keep that the same. But Colombo is amazing, though, because I, I remember that coming up on the episode where it, the top seven was like, you can't beat these guys. So being at seven isn't necessarily a knock against them.
2: Oh, BB, that, that's what makes Cristalos a bastard. He slaps BB.
1: Oh, how could he?
2: Um, I'm just looking at my top ten. Like, I've got all the Brosnans in the top ten because I, th- I think that was my biggest thing, that I, I was sad that I put Tomorrow Never Dies as low well as <laughs> this- I did
1: die another day at a top 10 of anything other than miranda frost or Zhao.
2: can you remember my top 10 colin guess my top 10
1: world is not enough number one yep um <laughs> golden eye number two yep uh <laughs> spider love me number three yep it's all a blur after that uh view to a kill was in your top five right
2: nope didn't make my top No, 10, i sadly. think it was originally one of the two uh no, I like I wanted to, but again, it was kind of almost like a process of elimination.
1: Mm, yeah, uh, I know it's not Thunderball, it's not Living Let Die, it's not Diamonds Are Forever, it's uh, not Moonraker, it's not For Your Eyes Only, it's not Octopussy, it's uh, License to Kill was twelve. It is a movie say?
2: that appeared on someone else's list as number one, which surely will give you the answer because you've already mentioned no number one.
1: Seeker Service. Yes. I'm gonna hope Goldfinger's in there.
2: No, Goldfinger's tenth.
1: Okay, run, run, run me through your top ten.
2: All right, uh, what well, was enough? Goldeneye, Spy Love Me, On a Magic Secret Service, Casino Royale, Die Another Day, Spectre, Skyfall, Tomorrow Never Dies, Goldfinger. Yeah, I'd change that.
1: <sighs> Spectre higher than Skyfall. Ew.
2: Spectre, Spectre, honestly, is higher than Casino Royale
1: to me now. Like no, oh, yep. you're going the wrong direction. This is what no. I expect from somebody who ranks Die Another Day in their top ten.
2: No, I like I, I firmly stand on the fact, to me, that my favourite Daniel Craig movie is Spectre.
1: Ugh.
2: Um, yeah, I don't, like... Yeah. I, I really think my list is going to change significantly. Noah's Top 10, Spy Love Me, Goldeneye, Casino Royale, Diamonds Are Forever, Honor <laughs> Majesty's Secret Service, From Russia With Love, Doctor No, Goldfinger, oh. the Living Day, Living Daylight, yeah, Here, that's very high. I didn't realise he liked it that much. And Skyfall at 10th. He's got Spectre at 11th.
1: Yeah, I think that'll change too. I think You're everything Daniel freaking. Craig is going to move down on Noah's list.
2: You have tomorrow. You have Spectre above tomorrow never dies.
1: That's going to change for sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did that. I had only seen Spectre twice maybe, both times in the theater. Hmm. I saw the reaction there. Move, James. All right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Quite an illuminating uh, argument you make there. <laughs> So, do you think um, that uh, Javier Bardem's death is influenced by the death of uh, Christados there in Skyfall?
1: Yes, heavily. <laughs> <laughs> I love this.
2: I love this ending.
1: It oh, just makes well, sense. Just bringing Gogol in, like, because Gogol's always sort of a background character. He's the he's the M, obviously, for the Russians. But the fact that he's involved, M had never been involved in the finale of a movie.
2: Well. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British end up, sir. Is that not included in the end of the movie?
1: Well, that's like, yeah, as far as the final scenes. But I mean, the end of the movie, like the story wrapping up, the action wrapping up. I mean, this is all about Gogol coming to get this thing. Is this? And, and this just isn't... the fact that Gogol, I love Gogol. Like, the, the, he just shrugs it off. It's like, ah, it's destroyed. That was pretty good. I'll give it to you.
2: This isn't last Gogol, isn't it? Don't we get him in living daylights?
1: Um. Yeah, I think we do. We get him at least one more time. Let me check. Um, I don't. I
2: don't like the slow mo of that. The ATAC getting destroyed.
1: Well, Race. we talked about slow mo just not working in Bond movies. Period. Because even Our Majesty Secret Service, kind of used a bit of slow mo. Uh, so He's Gogo in was kill. in Octopussy, and A View to a Kill, and Living Daylight. So the only one he isn't going to do is License to Kill. After this, but I don't remember his role being very significant. And uh, maybe a little bit in Octopussy. Now that I think about it,
2: I one thing that like. I, I, I don't know if it's a, it's a time thing or just something like it is kind of the trope that like Bond always ends up with a Bond girl. I get it. But like, yeah, I don't know if this movie you feel like they should like,
1: I know if, if there's any, like talking about quantum, this doing yeah. something better than quantum, this having the quantum ending, I think makes a lot more sense, which again, Ian Fleming had done that. I, I just reread the novel Moonraker and that's kind of the twist in Moonraker. He doesn't end up with her in the end.
2: And that's what I think I said in our quantum commentary of the week. Oh, here we go. Hang on, Margaret. That's a yeah. time. Give
1: us a kiss.
2: <laughs> I want. I want Boris Johnson in no time to die.
1: Oh, really, Mister Bond? That's 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 another thing. Javier uh, Bardem's nod to Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Bond.
2: Isn't that 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 was the um, must have scared the living daylights out of me? Wasn't it? The whole like for your eyes only.
1: For your eyes only, James. I well, okay. she's got a phone in the cupboard. <laughs> this is
2: really cheesily stupid, but I weirdly like it.
1: <laughs> I love this. It's hilarious.
0: Oh, Mr. Bond.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine if they'd actually gotten a- Margaret Thatcher seems like the type she would have been willing to do a Bond movie.
2: Do you think uh, the actress who plays Margaret Thatcher here is better than Meryl Streep? Oh, stupid question. Meryl Streep is
1: better. Why am I asking that? Come on. This guy Did too, you- though. Uh, what's his name? Dennis. Dennis, yeah. <laughs> He's cooked out of his mind.
2: <laughs> Isn't there a room that Prince Charles is meant to be in No Time to Die?
1: I didn't even hear that. I think there is. Give, us a kiss, give us a kiss. Do you think,
2: like, Master wants to, like, finger bang herself over the fact that.
1: Well, she's flattered by that. She's like, oh, yes, please, Mr. Bond.
2: And just. I also swimming. love the,
1: the, the closing. The, the closing montage i guess of the swimming footage
2: naked swimming what i'm sorry unrealistic roger moore has a massive dong it should be like swimming behind him there be like, it's
1: like, getting caught up in that just that that rock formation down there
2: it's a rudder basically
1: <laughs> john Why wells is dennis
2: john wells the creator of vr and third watch That's what i
1: was thinking <laughs> yeah
2: um kind of say where's sheena easton in the closing credits come on sheena you know
1: uh, it probably makes more sense in the opening credits. Only for you.
2: Okay, I'm not singing that.
1: For your eyes only.
2: <laughs> Didn't you say you like turn this up loud in your car and like sing it really loud or something like that or when you're running? Like <laughs> I remember you like randomly say like, oh yeah, I listen to this all the time. I listen to it
1: really loudly. I, I do remember this is one of the songs that they kind of blast and I don't know why.
2: So that's Tomorrow Never Dies for me. I just, I just do it. I just think it's good.
1: Tomorrow Never Dies, I don't really have a problem with the Tomorrow Never Dies theme song. I think it's okay, but it's, it's, it's the most forgettable I think of all the Bond themes from, uh, from Goldeneye up. I'm going to be honest. I think that Writings on the Wall for the wrong reasons is more memorable. Tomorrow Never Dies is just sort of forgettable.
2: Okay. If we were to list the most memorable Bond songs, Die Another Day, top 10. Come on. And not for the good reasons no. that you're going to say.
1: Oh <laughs> no, no, no! But no. you
2: remember it. You know it.
1: But had you That's... not played it on every single episode, I wouldn't remember it.
2: Oh, bullshit! Goldfinger
1: is number one. I think we have to agree on that because every James. If you can't remember a James Bond theme, you do it to the theme of Goldfinger. What's that theme for? For your eyes only again?
0: For <laughs> you your just do eyes it to... only. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> only for you. <laughs>
2: Quantum of Solace. Da, da,
1: da. Or Thunderbolts and And he strikes, da-da-da-da, like for your eyes only.
2: <laughs> Doctor No. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> James Bond will
1: return in Octopussy, Rossi's favorite movie.
2: What was... When did they stop naming the titles? Was it A View to a Kill? They, after A View to a Kill, they didn't say, like, we'll return in Living Daylights? Because I don't... I can't remember, remember
1: if they had the Living Daylights after that. Well... Maybe, maybe not. All right. So, cool. before we get to closing business, let's... Um, We ran through all of our rankings already, so that saves us some time. Um... Well, let's just draw whatever our next commentary is going to be here. So Spectre is out of consideration, so we have five commentaries left. Really we have four no,
2: left. I think do I think we've only got 3 because I think I included Furies on. Yeah, we do. We've only got 3.
1: So, so we are Russia wanting to
2: see uh so from Russia with love, you only live twice at octopusy. So I've gone to andrew.hedges.name, for slash experiments for slash random, put in 124. Uh we oh. want to see either 2 5 or thirteen. Let's do this. Right. Oh, literally the first one I do is thirteen, and it's Doctor We're
1: on
0: chronological.
2: We three in a row. Wow. Three in a row, and well, oh, the last Roger Moore movie. Oh. 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 oh, I'm excited for this
1: one. Like, here's the thing: Octopussy is sort of what we all said Man with the Golden Gun was when we started this podcast. Yeah, you know, Man with the Golden Gun. I never think that much about it, but when I do watch it, I enjoy it. I don't know if Octopussy will ever be one of my favorite movies, but I don't—I never dislike the movie, and when I watch it, I'm always kind of surprised. I'm like, "Really, Octopussy was this good? Like, this is better than I expect it to be."
2: I famously have said it once. I'll famously say it another 101 times. It is the Romania of James Bond. It is there. I don't dislike it, but I just forget it's there. i, I legitimately, in my entire life, always think. That we go, for your eyes only, a view to a kill. I always forget that there's another movie in between those two movies. I have honestly probably seen Octopussy twice in my life. I saw it once when I was a kid. (laughs) Wait a second.
1: Are you saying to me, you know what's great about you, British? Octopussy. I must have seen that movie twice.
2: (laughs) I saw it when I was a kid, and then I saw it when we rewatched it a few years ago. I'm not joking. Like, I... I f- always forget Octopussy exists. So, like, I always feel, like, terrible when we're doing these rankings because I never remember anyone from Octopussy. We interviewed VJ, And, like, here I-, here I am going, Oh, VJ, I don't really remember you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to the opening sequence proving you that he killed, like, 80 people in the opening scene, which YouTube <laughs> made fun of me. Um, I'm looking forward to Turbans. Um, but, uh...
1: There's a yeah. lot of good stuff in Octopus. Like again, it is a more forgettable movie, but we got the chainsaw wielding henchman. Kamal Khan's an amazing vid- vid- villain. I put Orlov really high on my secondary villains. I'll stand yeah. by that. I think when we watch the movie, even Noah said he watched the best of clips and he's like, "Yeah, I was really surprised how how you know uh, how good Orlov is." Uh, and then we got Q in a hot air balloon with all the girls. All over maybe maybe later, girls. <laughs> there's the, the there's a lot booming. of great stuff
2: the boob zooming the, the boob but, um, zooming
1: There's magda there's some fun stuff in octopussy
2: and then we have the worst song of all time that we have to deal with so, not
1: one of the worst
2: my worst song uh the famous fart opening <laughs> um, anyway um yeah no yeah, i i sure
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> octopussy sure <laughs>
1: Okay, now, we don't know whether that'll be our next episode or rankings, as we said, we're doing the secondary henchman now. Davidoff, uh, I don't even remember if Kriegler Davidoff. made the list. Sorry, yeah, I'm so ba- ba- Basically, pitched this so that we could do Davidov on a list. Uh, did Kriegler make is. our, our short list? Do you have uh, that on there? Uh,
2: yeah. That's my reaction. I still haven't um, even
1: made my list.
2: I haven't made it either. Did Kriegler make it? Let's have a look here. Um, Jesus, we talk a lot in now, 007 group. Um, so, yep, this is great. Uh, podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did he make the list? Um, it's not letting me open. Why aren't you letting me open it? Um, We're going to say no. He did, yes. Number 12 on our list. I'm seeing him so
1: wait wait you mean he's the 12th one listed because we haven't ranked yet so are you reading your list and we already know that you got Kriegler at 12.
2: (laughs) no so like in order so (laughs) we're basically we i think we ended up having about 30 and we've cut like 10 so Kriegler is on the list but just below char and ahead of mishka and grishka
1: (laughs) oh i'm excited for mishka and grishka I don't even uh, okay, remember so, and Maybe we
2: should do the octopusy commentary <laughs> first.
1: <laughs> so we might be doing octopusy commentary. We might be doing Ranking the Mishka and Grishkas. Or we might be doing our third project, which is other films from the Bond actors, which now I'm getting, now that we're actually basically at the end of it, before we do Idris Elba, uh, I'm really excited for round two because I think we got some great movies lined up for that one. Uh, Noah had shared a bunch of Roger Moore movies that had me really excited, including Roger Moore's a Nazi. That sounds great. Uh, But Cowboys and Aliens is the next one up. So Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford, Cowboys and Aliens. Uh, I can't tell you much about this movie because I watched it once, remembered being kind of disappointed and never bothered to watch again. But I will say I was thinking about this the other night, about how I want to watch this anyways, because I've been on this weird thing lately where I'm not saying I get really into a certain actor and I just become obsessed and watch nothing but that, but almost by coincidence, I'll watch a movie with somebody in it. And that'll remind me of, oh, I wanna watch this other movie. So it started with Russell Crowe. I watched Master and Commander: of the Far Side of the World. And then I remembered, oh, I really watched The Insider. So I watched The Insider. And I said, oh, I really watched State of Play. I watched State of Play, which has Rachel McAdams in it. So then I'm watching Rachel McAdams' State of Play. And I'm like, oh, I really wanna watch True Detective season two. So I'm watching that. And then I'm like, oh, I really want to watch Morning Glory. So I watched that. And then Harrison Ford's in Morning Glory. And I'm like, oh, I really wanna watch Hollywood Homicide or Cowboys and Aliens. so. <laughs> It's coming up on my one actor leads to another degrees of separation. So I'll get to it whether we do it or not.
2: I do that sometimes. I did that most recently with Jodie Foster and I watched my Jodie Foster is in peril and is a badass trilogy. So I watched uh, Panic Room, Flight Plan and The Brave One. Um, I'd love to cover them on the Oz Network actually because... um, the Brave One is not a, a movie which we should be celebrating Jodie Foster. She's nothing but an utter criminal in that movie, and yet we're celebrating her as the hero. That's I'm the only sorry. one I haven't seen. Like, like it's a good movie. Like, it's it's fine. But, like, if we're going to sit here and, like, pinpoint the problems of that movie, Jodie Foster is an evil bitch in that movie, but she's painted <laughs> as a hero. Um, Naveen Andrews, we get to talk about Saeed. Flight Plan, we can talk about Sean Bean. Um, oh, love and- Sean Bean. Panic Room, we can talk about Jared Leto. Um, What's-his-face, Margaritaville guy. To. And um, Kristen Stewart in a pre-Twilight days. And Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker! Um, well, you Ch- saw uh, me. Chappelle from 24 is in that movie. So I love Panic Dave Room. Chappelle? Panic yeah, Was Dave Yeah, Dave <laughs> <laughs> Um I love Panic Room. I think that made my top 50 from memory. Um, Anyway, uh, I don't know where we're going with that. Cal- I'm never seeing Cowboys Cal- Aliens. aliens. I- I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um. Again, as I said, I think in our November Man recap, oh, Jack Miggins, what a man. Um, <laughs> that I um, it's one of these movies that I just I don't know why I didn't see because again, it sells itself. It's cowboys and aliens, starring James Bond and Han Solo. Like, mm. why did I not see this movie? Isn't Olivia Wilde the girl in it? Yeah. Oh, Olivia Wilde. You know, now you love the
1: OC right?
2: And Rush, and what else? She's is in she Rush. In?
1: She's, Tron.
2: Um, she's, um, uh, Chris Hemsworth's wife, uh, James
1: Hunt. Oh, uh, I barely remember. Wife. Again, we talked about this when you did your top 50 favorite movies. I'm like, I remember seeing Rush. I remember being impressed by it, but I've never gone in my way to watch it again. And I always forget that it exists. It's, Follow it's up. the octopusy for me. <laughs> it's the Romania we, we, of Chris Hemsworth films.
2: We, we talked about, uh, my top 10 movies of the decade in the, in the November, man, we talked about Logan Lucky. And I was thinking, did Logan Lucky come in at number one? I found my list. Logan Lucky came in at number two. Rush was my number one film for the decade. So, um, yeah. yeah, when we talked about doing viewers' choice, we uh, Rush was one of those ones that I was thinking. But I think we're a couple of years removed from the 10th anniversary, so I'll push maybe for anniversary month for Rush. But, uh, yes, anyway. Co-episode yes. with a qualifying lap. <laughs> Returning after a three-year hiatus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, all right, so we're going to have one of those three episodes coming next week, <laughs> or we might just have a random interview with Madonna that or I may be a tribute or be episode
2: on. to the late George Lazenby. I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, now that you said that, we know what our next episode is going to be. It's, so it's a said lot of people. the last
2: 12 episodes. So like, you know, Rest we're Rest in just peace, waiting. George.
1: If it happens yeah. now, it's all your fault. It's eh, going to be your been, fault regardless.
2: It's Noah's fault last episode. It depends on when he dies and what episode we're releasing that week. So we're just covering our bases now because the joke's hilarious
1: yeah it's, death is always funny what
2: are we going to close out with colin what did i guarantee last episode that i would be doing oh,
1: oh yeah <laughs> well now you're guaranteeing we are never going to get a patreon because uh we're gonna have ben doing some singing over our closing here
2: <laughs> the which whole does, everybody's of been waiting day. For. all i am died on the day i'm singing <laughs> the entire song I might even get some auto-tune in there. I don't know. Like, it depends on how much my editing skills work. I actually used to have an auto-tune app on my phone many years ago. Um, but, oh, I'm yes.
1: I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm willing to bet it's going to be better than Madonna's version. So I will stay tuned to the end to hear it.
2: You've never heard me sing. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: wow. All right. We will be back. And please try to not lose your lunch or breakfast or whatever you're eating during Ben's closing credits here. <laughs> My name is Colin and a nose Ben, not a banana.
2: And my name is Ben, and I'm gonna go put my clothes on and get an ice cream. I'm gonna
0: wake up. Yes and no, I'm gonna kiss some part of I'm gonna keep this secret. I'm gonna close my body now. I guess die another day. I guess. Die another day. I guess. Die another day. I guess. Die another day. I guess I'll die another day. Another I day. I guess I'll die another day. Another day. I guess I'll die another day. Another day. I guess I'll die another day. Sigmund Freud. allies this. Analyze this, Analyze this I'm gonna break the cycle I'm gonna shake up the system I'm gonna destroy my ego I'm gonna close my body now I think I'll find another way There's so much more to know I guess I'll die another day, it's not my time to go, for every sin I'll have to pay, I've come to work, I've come to play, I think I'll find another way, it's not my time to go. I'm gonna avoid the cliché I'm gonna suspend my senses I'm gonna delay my pleasure I'm gonna close my body now I guess die another day I guess I'll die another day I guess die another day I guess I'll die Another day I think I'll find Another way There's so much more to know I guess I'll die Another day It's not my time to go (laughs) I need to lay down I guess die another day I guess I'll die another day I guess die another day I guess I'll die another day 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 another day.